This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, back with another installment. And uh, this is highly anticipated. (laughs) Because we've been seeing this guy on the platform kind of just for all intents and purposes, as far as y'all know, popped up out of nowhere. They're like, is this Dunos Tio? Who is this guy? You can say that. But um, LA Icon is actually an LA Icon. Um, I'm glad you feel that way. That's tight. I mean, known about you for a fat minute as an artist. No pun intended, I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Minuto Gordo. Um, (laughs) As a... As an artist, as a videographer and director and just um, purveyor of the culture in general, if you've been around L.A. for a while, you know, in the hip-hop scene, in particular, in, like, the Chicano side of things, he's unavoidable, put yeah. in a lot of work. But um, I think that's a fact. And now facts. he's found his way onto No Jumper. He's actually getting paid. Yeah. I know Jumper. Yeah, I don't like know how shit. he finessed that, but they know. They know it's me. But there might be some like high-powered threats being made that we're unaware of. But. We don't talk about any higher powers other than our Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Icon. Um, let's talk about your origins. You know, what's you're from East LA. I'm from the East Side of Los Angeles, not mm-hmm. to be confused with East LA, but mm-hmm. I mean it's like five miles away or something. So I'm from a town called uh, El Sereno. El, El Sereno. So um, that is the furthest, most East city of Los Angeles before it becomes Alhambra, which begins the San Gabriel Valley. So yeah, I'm from El Sereno. I grew up there my entire life. Uh, yeah, and that's a place. predominantly that's Mexican. a predominantly Mexican uh, place. Yeah, I had a couple of different race friends, you know what I'm saying? But it was mostly all Mexicans that, that are there. Barely any black people. Uh, Barely any black people, yes. But one of the token black guys was one of my best friends. Rest in peace to my boy, 5'7". Okay, shouts to 5'7". Yep. Um, but you... And also, like, what's interesting about you, you're a fifth-generation American, so... Yeah, yeah, my family's been in America before it was America, if that makes any sense, the way I phrase that. Yeah, so before, like, since the 1800s, 1700s. Uh, yeah, something like that, definitely. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. And it, uh, they originate from what I guess would be called a Cahuila de Texas, so, like, the Texas area, and then maybe 120-some years ago, they came, uh, they came over to California... And set up shop. And set it up. So is, is El Sereno, is that 
like a dangerous place to grow up, high crime. Uh, someone all. just died there the other day. It was on the news. Uh, yeah. Definitely high crime. Definitely a lot of murders take place there. A lot of high-profile things have taken place there, gang-wise. Um, it's a crazy place, but, I mean, it's home. I mean, it's just as crazy as South Central or just as crazy as Compton or wherever people think it's, it's rough at. It's just It's L.A., it's just another part of L.A. Yeah. Not to water it down, but also not to over, hey. Well, you know what I mean? I'm not that guy neither, you know what I mean? But it's crazy. Growing up in areas like that, though, people don't understand there's a real community vibe as well. Like No, absolutely. Like Everyone should know everybody. Not like that, like it's a small town. But, you know, if you grew up in the hood, then you know everyone in the hood. Oh, that's so-and-so over there from school or so-and-so. We grow up, et cetera, et cetera. So as dangerous as it is, it kind of feels like a little fortress to you, like at the same uh, time. I would say that because there's not very many other rival gangs in the sea. There's rival gangs right there, but I mean, it's not like it's not like South Central or somewhere else where there's a lot of gangs every single street. Mm -hmm. There are different gangs, but they're different cliques of the same hood. You know what I'm saying? Would you say like the biggest difference between that and South Central is? The fact that there's not other races and things like that, too. Yeah, we're definitely not having race wars in El Sereno. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. a, that's a fact. So what was your childhood like? Close with your family and all that? Um, my father left us when I was young. I lived with my mom. My mom did her best. I'm the youngest of three kids. Um, during my childhood, she used to like to go out and party a lot or whatever, so I would do whatever I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let her do her thing. I wasn't really tripping off it. I would pretty much, like I said, do whatever I want. I was in the streets a lot with the homies, doing my thing. I was addicted to, like, weed and crack when I you was You were younger. addicted to crack? I was addicted to crack, uh, but not basing because that was, like, wasteful to me. I've seen people base it in front of me, and I was just kind of like, oh, that shit could have lasted, like, two blunts. Jeez. Smoking P-Dogs. I was definitely paper basing, absolutely. Wow, okay, so... What age did you start smoking crack? Uh, probably like 13. I was smoking P-Dogs, not just crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep saying yeah. it like that. Nah. <laughs> nah, so look. I'm assuming Sherm as well. Uh, I have smoked Sherm, but that's more of a East L.A., not East Side of L.A. That's like a State Street thing. That's okay. that side. Again, two miles away. Right. Maybe a freeway exit or something like that, I guess you could say. Yeah. But uh, I started smoking weed as a young kid or whatever, and then uh, eventually... My, I got my mom kicked out of our apartment that we were living in because the neighbor was the manager, and I was, I don't want to say I was smashing because I was still young, but they caught me with their daughter in their house or whatever, so that was like a perfect excuse because I was always throwing ditching parties at my house, just always smelling like weed. How get, old are you at this point? Uh, this is like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I yeah. got kicked out of school in seventh grade, so by eighth grade I was already non-existent in school, and that's when I got kicked out of a. That's when I got me and my mother kicked out of our apartment. She wasn't in the best financial situation. So when she uh, relocated, I couldn't go with her. I know that sounds kind of fucked up or whatever that I couldn't go with my mom. But just for whatever reason, like whatever her housing situation was, like, you know, you can't have extra people when you rent a room or something like that, I guess. Um, it was what it was, so I just did my thing or whatever. So you were, okay. I don't want to make it seem like I was just right there fucking, I mean, I have slept on the streets in my life. I've slept on a bus bench, but I mean, I was still able to go to your house, not your house, but I could go pull up at your house, mm -hmm. eat a little spaghetti, maybe spend the night, play a little, you know, fuck around. So you're bouncing around. Yes, I'm bouncing around, and when I couldn't bounce around, I was in the hood, and then eventually, uh, yeah, go ahead, what are you going to ask? Well, I'm curious about... There's so much to unpack already. Yeah. But when was so you started smoking weed early? How quick was the 
P dogs. I don't even know how I got. Oh no, I know how I got involved. My older homie Malo from the hood. Um, they call him Prime Time. They literally okay. call him Prime Time, which is another word for P dogs. Primos. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I can't really remember. That's a lot of brain cells ago, right? But um, I think I was probably with him. He took me to take steal my first car. He was at the first. And I don't want to say what other first things I've done with him or whatever. Pause. You know what I'm saying? But um. <laughs> yeah, he took me on some wild rides. Shout out to 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 Big Malo, you know what I'm saying? Free Malo. He's no bueno. <laughs> he's cool as fuck. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's a great guy. Honestly, he free, is. Free Malo. He's just free an Malo. activated ass man, you know what I'm saying? Free Malo. So um, he's all good. But uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, I'm assuming he was the first person to smoke me out with a with a crack blunt or a crack joint because he didn't smoke blunts. He's older. He didn't. But like people blunts. don't understand either. Um. We're around the same age. You're a few years younger than me. Yeah, just a bit. But um, our generation is everybody. If you smoked weed in L.A. in the 90s, <laughs> in particular. You might accidentally smoke some crack. In well, it's, in particular with essays. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a very high probability that you were either smoking P-Dogs or smoking um, Sherm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Sherm is clearly a different high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That whole scene in Friday is very accurate. Pretty accurate. Like, you literally start tripping. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's when like, I smoked Sherm, I thought I was like, like oozy. It's got like a weird, like, psychedelic element to it. Excuse me, absolutely. People don't realize. I remember I stole a bike one day when I was smoking Sherm with uh, some girl. Sounds real wild to say I was smoking shrimp with a bitch, but anyways. No, that, that was common back then, though. And her mom had a stash, mm. and we we dug into that. But anyways, when I was going home, I stole a bike from in front of the car, uh, apartment complex like it was a fucking rental. Like, oh, perfect. And I was riding down, and um, I remember flipping over on the bike, and I didn't feel nothing. I just got up like, oh, shit, that shit was crazy, and I just continued walking. That gave you super strength. There was, like, high-speed chases, like... Fools would get in a car accident, get like pinned against the wall, or, um, or, um, all like, shirmed out and push yeah, it off and push. Yeah, mm -hmm. like this is like That's really super strength. That's a, uh, we've definitely heard the tales. Yeah, it was like a real thing in LA back in the day. And um, I'm not gonna say I was buff off the sherm, but I definitely accepted that bike flip over pretty well. Yeah, and that <laughs> that's par for the course. And like people would um, you would cop like a dime bag and think it was just weed, but that shit sprayed up. Yeah, and it's a wrap for that ass. And then uh, and your pals for a little while, for sure. Right? Like, I moved up to the Bay when I was 19. Grew up in L.A. my whole life. Moved to the Bay when I was 19. And at that time, in, like, 2001, fools were smoking Raid. What the they, fuck they, is Raid? You mean they Raid? They Raid? Yeah. Fools were spraying Raid on fucking buds and, like... They're wild. Yeah. They're wild as fuck. That's crazy. Sprayed bags. That's and it, crazy, and fool. And there's... I, I had certain homies up there... That were so sick that they would go to the weed spots that had purposely looking for the sprayed bags. I don't know if I'd ever smoke Raid. That's a little out of my league. It was called Nade. <laughs> as soon as you would open the bag and you would, you know what fucking you time knew it, it was. was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking Raid. You can't yeah. mistake that smell. Yeah. Th that shit caught me off guard. Being from L.A., I had never seen that before. Like, And, and even, like, later, by, by the time I was, like, 16 years old, 17, it started to have... Because at first, like, I didn't know 
I don't know about you, but the first weed I smoked was brown as hell. No, the first weed I smoked was stress. It looked like oregano. It looked like regular weed. I remember when the orange hair weed came out. Yeah, that's what we were the shit. The New Mexico. Right. The Arizona or New Mexico. It had orange orange hairs or whatever. California green bud. You feel me? Yeah, and I remember, again, my brother's much older than me by like maybe 15 years. So he would say stupid shit like we're going to go smoke hashish or Acapulco gold. Right. fucking cornball shit is that right then the high times magazines and i saw alcapuco gold i was like whoa it's or maui wowie right the well, old fucking old northern lights yeah yeah these are old vibes you got to be an old man to understand what we're talking about right now when you first saw like if you look back you could look look up like <laughs> high times centerfolds from the, from the <laughs> 70s that we from looked, the 70s yeah 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 that shit looks trash they literally are <laughs> promoting Stress, straight stress. They even had cocaine centerfolds back in the seventies and high times. Damn, I'm not, I'm not privy to that. That is a different story, though. Um, but yes, it's, it's, right. <laughs> as, as soon as, as soon as like I started to get consistently good weed, like I wasn't smoking that ever no again. More. Yeah. Remember when grams of Kush were twenty five bucks? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was an eighth for sixty. That shit was wild. And and like so that that's why like when I moved to the Bay and we're seeing sprayed up bags, it was a foreign alien concept to me. But so age thirteen, you're on your own essentially. Eighth grade, whatever age. It's thirteen, that is. fourteen, and um. Are you already so? Are are you already a member at this point? Are you already from? Where I'm you're already from? definitely participating in street activities. Yeah, was it kind of like? Did you? At what age did you first feel the pressure of like I have to be from the barrio? It is what it is. Like you want to know? We just grew up amongst everyone, so it didn't feel like anything. It just felt like uh, natural or whatever to just kick it with the homies and do whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? I have my very particular group of friends. We grew up on Eastern Avenue in Templeton. You know what I'm saying? If you're familiar, right next to El Sereno Junior High, it is what it is, baby. And then uh, I lived on Lock Street. Well, I didn't live on Lock Street, but I definitely was on Lock Street every day. With my, uh, well, my, my, my brother lived there, and Lock Street is Lock Street is Lock Street, so it is what it is. So... You guys all kind of, I mean, obviously, we grew up there. Like, there's, but there's older homies that are like, no, absolutely, that you look up to. Or... Uh, like, I, like I said, I had, I had, I had Mike, I had Malo, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then above me, I had the homie named Chico, and Chico was a wild ass dude, too. And um, around the corner was my homie Sharky. I don't know, it's just, it's just who I grew up with, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't kick it with Trevor Potter and. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just who my Damn, friends Trevor, were. Damn, Trevor. Catching Shout a stray. Out. Trevor's the homie. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have, like... Belt didn't like that. He's looking... I didn't know Belt's really... name. I tried to process Belt's name. I didn't know it. But um, long story short, it's just who our friends are. You know what I mean? You don't think anything of it at the time. Looking back now, like, damn. I went hiking with Chico. We went, like... <laughs> it's going to sound lame, but we were young, smoking weed. We would hike or walk from our house in El Sereno to, like, pass it to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And then we would go That's through. That's far as fuck. Yeah. And so he would be like, you want to go hiking, fool? And I'd be like, okay, let's go. Urban hiking? Yeah. So then we would go to like where Suicide Bridge is under there through yeah. that little terrain or whatever and go swimming and come back. Little weirdo shit, I guess. I don't want to call it weirdo, but you know what I'm saying? Like little, obviously we weren't fucking Childhood hiking. activities. Yeah. Childhood activities. Exactly. We played outside. So some of it was wholesome. Some of it was wholesome. Some of it was kind of... Some know, of it wasn't. Some of us stealing fucking Acura Integras from South Pasadena, you know what I'm saying? And driving under the hood and partying. Let's hear that out. story. Tell me about stealing an Acura Integra. Okay. Ugh. Someone picked me up. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Let's roll. Like, where are we going? Oh, you'll see. So I went. Uh, we went to South Pasadena. 
clearly it looked like a lick that had been hit before, you know what I'm saying? Because he went to a very particular place, got off, popped it, whatever. Alarm blaring, rolling down the street, gone. Uh, at some point, the alarm stopped, got where we were going. And then someone else was chasing one of the whips in a pickup. That was the first time I ever heard a gunshot. So you're getting busted at? Nah, we weren't getting busted at. Someone else was getting busted. I don't know. Okay. So we're rolling or whatever. and um, We are getting chased. Uh, not not for very long. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the car got parked. They opened up the car. There was like a, a firearm, like a little twenty five. That was my first time ever seeing a little twenty five, like you know the little yeah, yeah, yeah. the little pocket pistols, um, a little bit of bread, just some random shit, and then all of a sudden I had a fucking car radio in my house, all kinds of other little miscellaneous things, and that was that. Interesting. <laughs> so roll down the street with a car alarm. Yeah, going, that's hot boy shit. That's kind of wild, and I'm, you know me, I never play tough, I never talk about gang shit, I never push that agenda. I'm just my normal self, but. Certain instances have been crazy, dog. And like just really crazy, you know what I mean? You never went to juvie or anything like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I went to juvenile hall and fucking camp and adult jail and everything. And juvenile hall, I didn't have anxiety yet. I didn't get anxiety until like a until recently, but I could only imagine having anxiety as a young kid in juvenile hall, because it's way different than adult jail, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There are no cells. There are doors with right. small slivers, like almost right. like a hospital, I guess you could say. Right. Very cold, very fucked up. There's Sterile environment. Very, very government yeah. institution vibes. You know what I'm saying? What What would you What'd you go to juvie for? Uh, I think I beat somebody up, and uh, and they caught me. Okay. And yeah, I socked somebody up, and then. <laughs> It was right in front of my house, and my girlfriend at the time, I think, became a witness, and she even said that I did it or something. Oh, thanks a lot, baby. Uh, I mean, it is. Look, I, again, I never really pushed the whole crazy, I said, about the local vibes, you know what I'm saying? I've just been through whatever I've been through, and I'm just myself, right? But in that instance, I didn't was like, oh, she's a fucking snitch, bitch. It wasn't that vibe either. I mean, she was. I mean, we were young. We were very, very, very young, and she wasn't like that. You know what I mean? She was a nice she girl. She was a civilian. She was a nice girl, very yeah. nice girl. Always got pretty nice girls. Right. Because all the homegirls were just activating. I was just like, damn, bitch, I don't, I don't know about your ass. With the Sharpie eyebrows? With the crazy vibes, yeah. I've never yeah. been with a Sharpie eye, bitch. I'm not mad at them. Shouts to the Sharpie eye, bitches. No, they're nice. They don't exist really anymore. That's like a, No, they do. Not to the same degree. No, not at all. They, They've graduated to getting their eyebrows microbladed. I'm, right, that's like what my I'm wife. saying. Like, I'm not gonna say that they're unicorns, but they're 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 like, rare. They're rare. like ligers. <laughs> <laughs> they like, existed. They yeah. They exist. the legend remains. They exist. It's just very infrequent not to yet. encounter one now, unless they're over the age of 35. Then you, you'll still see some some tias with the sharpies. And then you already know how it goes. Once you're already in the system and you're a bad kid. You're going back. And you're under, they, they put you under gang file and all that, so. Uh, like, no, I always lied and never said anything. Okay. Uh, I'm, I've never Smart. said anything. Yeah. Smart. I try my best, you know what I'm saying? Smart. So um, I knew that much, at least. Yeah. So um, point is, I would just get in trouble and get in trouble. Dirty test, dirty test. I remember one time my mom took me to East Lake Juvenile Hall uh, probation right there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would shamelessly do the piss test. I would never miss out on it because, you know. 
Who knows? <laughs> Who knows if it might come through? Cool. You, know you weren't even trying. You're not. You're not taking the golden seal or doing nothing. Nah, like... nah, not then. I was still a kid. I didn't really care. Uh, I remember the first time I tested dirty for smoking a pee dog, and my mom. Well, they obviously didn't say your son smoked a pee dog. They said your son tested dirty for marijuana and cocaine, and I was just like. Oh. Uh, she was like, you sniff cocaine? I was like, I don't. She was like, you fucking liar. No, I don't sniff coke. I smoke crack, mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember one time, just real quick. Uh, no, nah, no. Nah, this is your world, baby. You're taking us through your world. I was in my living room. I lived in that apartment that we got kicked out of. It was a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. When I was young, just to give my mom credit, when I was young, we had a nice house in the hood. I had my own room. I had Nintendo. I had all that shit. Then whatever happened... You fucked it up by smoking weed, right? No, no, no. She got canned, and then we moved into wherever we moved into the apartment And then shit. you fucked it up. And then I fucked it up. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not her fault whatsoever. She was going to work doing her shit. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm gone right now, and I go back, and little Cupid's right there smoking weed at my house. I'm like, right. what? Right. He's getting fucked up. But anyways, it's a house, not an apartment, right? right. So um, anyways, my mom, I had slept in the, in the living room on a futon, like any other ghetto kid, I guess, right? So, um... I remember I was breaking up crack on a CD case. My mom's short. My mom's like real short. Like, I don't know who's short here in the office, but short, short. Like, Bassa? Shorter than Bassa. Typical small Mexican lady vibes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she's like right here to me. Like Salvadorian height. Oh, well, she's not Salvi, but short, a little short yeah. lady. <laughs> um, the entertainment center was high, obviously higher than she could, than she could see or reach. Like, it was a big entertainment center. So I'm breaking up the crack up here on a CD case. I'm crushing it, slicing and dicing. I have the weed already right there and the blunt ready to rock so I could just, you know, scrape it in. And she comes out mid-fucking click, click, click. And I was yeah. like, huh? And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm watching TV. She was like, what the fuck is up there? I was like, nothing in my hand. I'm just holding the thing. Like if I'm holding like this, you know. Like holding the TV down. Not the sure TV, but, fall over. but the entertainment center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why that came into my mind right now, but I felt like now I feel shame about it a little bit. But back then, I was just like, close call. So you got away with it. Absolutely. And then I went outside and smoked a fucking fat-ass pedo. Well, the best thing, the best place to hide things are in plain sight sometimes. And exactly. That's always been my, my and, forte. And, you know, what I notice with, with parents a lot of the times. She knew. They of. see what they want to see. And they don't see what they don't. I remember see. I would even smoke cocoa puffs, which is tobacco they don't know and about, crack. They don't know about the cocoa puffs. Tobacco and crack, guys. So my mom smoked big cigarettes. So I would fuck. Damn, I'm such a dirty ass little kid. I would go to the restroom because at that point I was already stealing my mom's cigarettes, right? In junior high and smoking. Right. And she would know. I'd be like, let's just cut the shit. I'll steal my brother's shit. Like, let's just cut the shit, mom. Give me a cigarette. She'll be like, fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to steal it while you're asleep, or you're going to give it to me right now. You know what I'm saying? So so I would go to the restroom and smoke a cigarette, but I had, well, I mean, it wasn't a cigarette no more. It wasn't a zigzag with crack on it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I would go to the restroom and smoke when I was like a real little, when I was all the way in my crack bag, I wouldn't even go outside no more. I would just smoke a fucking cocoa puff. And I know this sounds so crazy to people. When they see this, they're going to be like this fool. And especially looking at you now, <laughs> you have your shit together. You know what I mean? You're very well composed. People see me, they could be like, yeah, this fool used to do drugs. You know what I mean? You're cool, no? But people, I think the effects have lingered <laughs> a lot longer. Even with these, you know, new teeth, they can still tell. You, I You're think on. it's a lot harder to tell. 
Like, but what I think people don't realize, and I just want to kind of like, I don't want to. It was way more normalized back then. People don't really smoke that much crack anymore. Crack's not even like... I've seen someone smoking crack recently, but they were also on Skid Row. And they're probably older. Yeah, they're definitely older. Yeah, like there's not like... Nowadays, yeah. they're just going to be doing There's math. not an 18-year-old. Yeah, and that's another thing. That's what kind of was crazy to me. One of my best friends. Well, maybe my... Yeah, one of my best friends because we're still all in the same friend circle. We're all in a group chat now. Everyone's doing whatever they're doing. Some... Some didn't make it. Perform Cholo group chat? Nah, everyone. No, these fools are late bloomers. They're all fucking cokeheads now. Okay. Sorry, guys. So, um. Sounds like my kind of group chat. I'm not down, but yeah. they definitely are not hungry at the parties, right? right. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> no catering needed. That's just disrespectful to my fucking head count when I'm getting fucking food, right? So, um, anyways. That's how you got fat? You just ate all their portions? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> so, um. My boy chose to go the meth route instead of the crack route with me. Well, he was already on the crack route with me all the way. We were fucking smoking big P-dogs all the time. And um, he started doing meth. I don't know how he... St- oh, I went to... I just had gotten out of... Was it county or juvie? I don't know. I think maybe I got out. It was my first time going to adult jail. And I got out after like four or five months. And uh, I came home and I was like, all right, well, let's... Let's get it popping. Let's smoke a ditty. That's what he used to call it. P dog used to call it a ditty. You know what I'm saying? P ditty. You know what I'm saying? So, um, fucking <laughs> funny. So, uh, I was like, hey, so let's get it. And he was like, nah. I looked at him like, what you mean, nah? All of a fucking He's sudden. Like, I got something better now. He was like, yeah, check this out. And then he pulled out a pookie. And I was like, I never saw that before. Not to act like dumb, but like, right. I, you, I mean, there's a point in life where you've never seen a pookie, right? So, I saw the pookie pipe, and I was like, or the oil burner. And I was like, what the fuck are you going to do with that? He was like, check this shit out. You know, you fucking these fools are blowing out massive clouds like vape people do. Yeah. Every time I see someone vape, I'm like, damn, you used to smoke fucking meth, huh? So um, that just tripped me out. And I was like, yeah, well, you're not going to smoke this crack because that's clearly going to counteract that, and it's more powerful, so don't waste my bread. Right. And he went on to catch a life sentence. Ooh. Strong arm robbery. Free no my, stolen Scante Valor. He was a real free my boy Vega. But uh yeah, so that's my drug childhood history. Um there's been many things, many shootings, homies getting shot, throwing bitches on the floor because we're getting shot at at parties, uh pack outs, fights, normal hood shit. So I don't really care about covering that so much. But I mean right. just every other guest you've heard here talk about scrapping in the hood or getting packed out or packing people out or Throwing bitches on the ground during shootouts. Well, you know, like, because there hasn't been that many guests from East Los like that. You know what I mean? There, there's been some for sure. I just mean like the like, shootout pack out. It's just a vibes. different. It's just a different type of experience that every hood experience might have common threads, but it's like I remember an instance where I freestyle rapped at a party. It was amazing. Everyone cheered. Because, you know, when you're in junior high school, high school, especially in SLA, there's not very many people that are rapping. And if you do rap and you're good for what it's worth and at least their opinions, it's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? You're, I've always been a cool little popular kid. I'm not. I'm only fat right now. I've so never, you were skinny when you were young. Yeah. They yeah. used to call me pretty boy. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like okay. I was a I was a dashing young fellow. You know right. What I'm saying? So um, long story short, I was always Mr. I see popular. a handsome guy buried in there somewhere. But yeah. Try to hide the double chin. But nah. So yeah, long story short. um. We came out of a party. There was a, a tussle, and the blowers came out, and it was pop, pop, pop. And I remember, like, what the fuck? 
it's just one of them instances where things happen too fast. I was with a girl, my girlfriend at the time. I had to throw her down on the ground. We were crawling. I'm looking around, seeing what homies are where, doing what. Da, 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 da. She's terrified. Uh, well, she lived in the hood, too. Okay. But she lived in El Sereno. There's a place called the Hilltop Colony, which is the expensive that's condos. The rich people. Yeah, yeah. It's a gated community. And, uh, yeah, that's where she lived. And when I was homeless, just to touch on that real quick, when I was homeless... I wasn't able to, obviously, we were kids. I couldn't just go to her house and spend the night every night. But I would sleep in the stairwells of the expensive condos. Okay, so th- how long were you doing the homeless or, like, uh, for a long time. I'm <laughs> Like, for a long time. All of high school? For sure. I didn't even go to high school. I got my GED in juvenile hall. And when you got, when you would get caught up and your mom would have to, Well, you know... that happened once and I never lived with her again. Okay. Did I ever live with her again? I don't think I lived with her again. But they notify your parents when you get when you go to you know. What I'm oh saying? no, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, she I definitely was it. a runner. Like if the cops are gonna come grab me, I'm running. But I wasn't running from the cops like that. Only like two or three times I got away from the cops like that because I was on probation. So I would go report to try to like still not have warrants. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll run from the cops, but I'm not running from my PO, which would why would be why I'd always go back and go back and go back because I was fucking paper basing. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like um? Did you have, like, a resentment towards your mom? Uh, I had a resentment towards my mom for her going out and partying because she would be a drinker, you know what I mean? She would be a drink. She Well, she's not anymore, but she would go out and drink and have her fun, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I remember, like, as a small kid, like, I would cry for her type vibes. This is going to sound horrible, but I would, like, call the bar. Okay, she's not there. I would call the cops. Hey, did you guys get my mom? I would call the hospital. Hey, is my mom there? Like, type Damn. vibes. Damn. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. But let it out, love. So so <laughs> but there wasn't resentment of her like not having you live there anymore. Or were you uh, kind of, no, because you were already used to it. I already I, I understood that I fucked mines off. Yeah. And I accepted that. But again, like You also probably kinda liked it because there was no one to answer well, to. Well, no one I had no one to answer to anyway. She would just kind of talk shit like you and all your friends ate the fucking food today type vibes. Right. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. But, like, at that point, I would go to the local supermarket and peel a million Lunchables. and Or, we're going to eat steak tonight, my G, because I just, look what I got. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't even know how to cook it yet, and you fucking No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone knew how to cook it. Yeah. But it wasn't my little ass. Just like crack. Yes. The butter boy. Um. But, nah, yeah. I don't know what to say about my childhood. To me, it seems normal. Right. I don't think it is in like all of America, but I mean, to me, it was my, it's my life. I'm, it's normal to me. And for where you grew up, it's a lot. Of, I mean, not every kid out there turned out like that. I remember one time when I was re- releasing a promo for one of my albums, I put like a little story blurb, like a 44. You remember the 444 promos? Yeah, yeah. I did something like that where there was an narration and visuals to it of the hood or whatever, for, for me at least. And, um, I remember someone said, you just had an average childhood of any Mexican growing up in the hood. I was like, damn, okay, for sure. <laughs> it seemed normal, and that, but I don't know how normal it People is. People just be saying shit, though. Because... But I remember that, and it just kind of stuck with me. Like, oh, it's not, I'm not that special, I guess. 
Well, I mean, but look, yeah, some people turn out like that. There's a lot of, I have so many homies where they might be goons, choloed out, whatever. Now I have some very good friends that and are then their very brothers are places. fucking squares. I have some friends that are major trappers. I have some friends that are completely homeless and never bounce back. Yeah. And it sucks when I see the homies that never bounce back because I'm right there like wearing my chains and my nice stupid cars and the watches and the, you know, the normal typical show off shit. Because let's be real, like rap is show off. It's a popularity contest. We're always showing off. Right. So um, although I do definitely um, covet and like treasure my little Rolex because I never thought I'd have one or my little diamonds. It's a hood or, trophy. You know, I'm, exactly. It's a hood trophy to me. Why you wear your fucking Rolex all the time? Well, because... I paid a lot of fucking money for it, bitch. You know yeah, I put in work. But um, my homies never questioned me or anything like that. And there was a point in time when I, uh, where they would start to call me Hollywood, like just to be condescending, like, oh, what's up, Hollywood? But I mean, That's, I've always been welcomed in my in my area. Because no I'm one. sure you got homies that have, that are very rarely venture west of downtown and are just block bunnies. Uh, and like... I mean. I got a lot of tagger homies too, you know what I mean? Okay, so these fools are getting around, baby. Th I, that's what I want to um, touch on your hip hop origins. Obviously, like, you know, you were from like an actual hood. I'm from a tagging crew too that I, I definitely ask, represent. So, you know what yeah. I'm, saying? So, I'm not going to say that on air because I don't want the ops hating on the chat, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but you started tagging at a young age. Oh, absolutely. Too, yeah. I was a popular ass little tagger. I thought I was the shit. Can you say what you write or no? Uh, I write, I used to write, I won't say all the extra shit, but okay. I used to write. Okay. And I used to get up. I used to do serious damage all over the buses. Over were you the... more of like a bomber or were you I was like... a bus rocker. Okay. I'm not necessarily that artfully inclined to be right. doing masterpieces, you know right. what I mean? Like the AWR, TKO, right, right. MTA dudes, you know right. what I'm saying? I'm just crushing shit. I'm right. I'm vandalizing. Serious mm -hmm. vandalizing and that's it. And you were getting up though. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Not to toot my own horn, but I did a lot of damage. Could you even freak like bubble letters and throw? Oh yeah, little little like, little yeah. easy throw ups, little burners, yes. Yeah. But I'm more of a I was more of a bus rocker. Like that was my thing. I would literally go on the bus just to tag. Right. Rock off the floor, fat scribe vibes. Yeah. Facts. Fire. Or little razors in the wall. I used to make fake bus passes, like the school bus pass. Yeah. Take the little shiny thing from the top, photocopy your monthly sticker, fake, fake your, uh, just fraud, just straight up fraud on the bus pass, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it was tight. It was a fun time to be alive. And you were hitting up on the back of them too? Oh like, yeah, yeah, fat yeah. scribes and all that. Yeah. Like, well, strictly fat scribes, mostly. That's fire. Like sometimes a bus driver wouldn't even pick me up, like, because when I got kicked out of school, obviously I had to try to go to a continuation before I went to juvenile hall, so I had to catch a bus. The bus driver wouldn't even pick me up sometimes. Like if it was that particular bus driver... Like, he would just wave at me and pass me right <laughs> yeah. by. Yeah. Because I was the only person at the bus stop in that particular spot most of the time. On the 252, that rap bastard. Was um was tagging before, like, the gangbanging? Of course. Yeah. It always is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For mo I mean, people... That, and just for the record, I'm not some crazy claiming to be or was I ever some crazy killer. I was more of, like, a little drug dealer wannabe type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because I got caught. As an adult, every time I try to sell drugs, I got caught. I never ratted on my plug or my crimeys, though. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to be staying on all 10, man. Nah, yeah. <laughs> but, so... I still owe one of my plugs, like, every he brings it up every time I see him. Well, he ain't the plug no more for me, but the homie would be like, hey, if we know you still owe me 150 bucks. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I should have, like, two decades ago. Petty. It's love, though. Right, I right. almost want to say who it is, but I can't. But, I mean, that... With inflation, to be fair, that 150 is probably more like 220 now. 
might be more. It was for like a whole a whole pack. So I mean, and this was like when selling weed was like still taboo. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm part of the first people that sold weed to medical dispensaries when they were medical dispensaries. Right. You know what I'm saying? So obviously that didn't go very well for me. <laughs> so I gave it up. I left it to the real trappers. Shout out to all you trap lords that are still surviving. When did you first realize you could rap? Do you like grow up loving? Twelve or thirteen. The first thing I ever did was uh, I would record uh, I, the first song I ever memorized was nothing but a G thing. How about that? Great. And then I would change the words. You know, a little stupid shit. You know how it is. Like Elsa, Elsa Rain and went East Lows together. Now you know the exactly. Yeah. Perfect example yeah. type vibes. And then um, that's so funny you said that because. I, me and one of my homies performed uh, one year it was Jump by Criss Cross <laughs> that's tight and then the next year it was nothing but a G thing for the um, talent show exactly school, so yeah. in juvenile hall they had talent shows yeah. occasionally and I rapped yeah and I always would win my little whatever little stupid shit it was I think they got us like a cheeseburger from wherever the fuck <laughs> yeah this was in McNair and Camp Challenger in McNair a yeah. long time ago crazy so but so you knew that you were lyrically inclined. Obviously, you probably liked hip hop your whole life. It was. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yep. Were absolutely. You, were you hearing that more than like? Oh no, absolutely. Because again, my 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 mother's a a, a real Chicana lady, yeah. which is like a American an Americanized la uh, Mexican lady, right? So um, and she's full blooded Mexican. Her parents speak Spanish, but so she's not knocking like corridos and shit. No, like, she yeah, wasn't. Yeah. For whatever reason, she yeah. wasn't. I can't say I had that type of childhood. Yeah, I was listening to oldies. I'm an oldies kid. I'm okay. an oldies and gangster rap kid. Right, right, right. So it was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and The Temptations, and Brenton Wood, and Rocky. I mean, uh, you get it. You get the vibe. So, so your mom wasn't really even speaking Spanish to you. Though, Absolutely right? not. Yeah. My grandmother would. My great grandma. But uh, nah. Interesting. So when did uh, when did like the rapping become more serious? I made my first song when we were like sixteen. But here's the thing: it was on a. I don't want to tell you it's Adobe Audition because it was something before that. Like Acid Pro. That was one of the programs that I had available to me, but it was bef it was something different. But uh, hip hop, cool music. edit pro, cool edit, I'm cool familiar. edit pro. Thank you, sir, for reviving that brain cell. Right Cubase, there. cool edit. All yes, that, yeah. So it was cool edit pro, and I didn't know that we could do takes. You thought you had to nail it, just yeah. So it wasn't just me; it was me and my homies. We called each, we called ourselves the Wise Men because it was three of us. So you thought all these rappers were just amazing? Oh, uh, we dropped diss like... tracks on other tagging crews, diss tracks on other hoods, diss tracks on diss tracks on diss tracks. I've been doing this diss track thing way before yours, baby. Yeah, you know yeah. But anyways, um, just <laughs> I wouldn't have known. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we would uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. So. It became pretty see like you were taking. No, it, it was seriously. dope. It was dope as hell. Someone gave me like a thousand dollars when I was like seventeen to like sign me. Oh, really? To Ghost Town Productions. This kid ended up being from like La Puente. He was like, I'm not saying he was a nobody, but clearly he didn't advance, baby. Right. So um, but yeah, it was cool. And that's when I got that program of that program, that CD of programs. He gave me a stack and he gave me a CD of all the programs, Cubase. Uh, Acid Pro. So before you had never even made a song, and you had people putting money in your hands. No, rap. I had I had already I had already started that. And if you remember, you're older than me, so you definitely remember like uh text te key styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. key styling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we were on the fucking internet typing out raps battling each other on there. Wow. Something called Capital Hip Hop. Okay. CapitalHipHop.com, and I can't remember the other one. but Capital. Let's Beef? Were you ever on Let's Beef? I had been the, on there. That's the original text battle website. And then right? I remember there was a forum for audio, and I would be like, whoa, these yeah. guys are making songs. Then I asked how. Then they told us about Cool Edit. Then we figured it out. And then eventually I went to a real studio many, many, many years later and realized we could have been punching and doing takes and all this shit. Yeah. Because it's not like it was real to real. It was digital. Right. right. So, yeah. That's a crazy time, huh? Yeah, no. Oh, of course. I'd go to Project Bloat. Oh, so you were going to the Bloat. Yeah, I remember when Cuba, not Cuba, Omar. Mm-hmm. Is it Omar? Mm-hmm. I remember when Omar, Omar Gooding, Gooding would, yeah. would go over there. The first time I ever met Omar Gooding was there. I was like a young pup. There's all kinds of celebrities so popping like, up. So like I when I found out Suspect's dad is who he is, like, yo, I've rapped with your dad, pal. Yeah. But I mean, obviously I don't rub that in in a weird way, because I mean who I mean not who cares, but that was a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Freestyle fellowship. I'm a real LA baby fool, you know what I'm saying? I might be a cholo, but I'm a real hip hopper. But in this that bitch. I mean that's and that's something that people don't understand. And I really it's a point that I've really tried to drill in since I've been on uh No Jumper is like like essay culture. Post nineteen ninety three, some pe- exactly is very connected to hip hop. Absolutely, in, in L A, in L A, like there's a huge connection. I know there's some people that have no idea what the hell Project Bloat is unless you hear it on a podcast like ours. But um, I was there, G. If you would go, if like in the late nineties, early two thousands, if you went to hip hop shows in L A, it's predominantly Chicanos, yeah, urban like, underground, all these places. Mainly Mexicans there. I mean, of course, there's black folks. There, there was like the Sean Healy shows that have always been around, but the urban undergrounds, like at well, the yeah, Airliner. Sean Healy is like the pay to play joints. And yes, shit. exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's but, still all kinds of different versions of those now. Right, there is still Sean Healy right, still. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I've done it all. I've paid to play. I've been paid to play. I've signed autographs. My freaking face has been on posters and kids' walls. Well, we're gonna get into your whole, all your accolades. Like uh, this is still like. Oh, we're still in adolescence. Well, we're we're, we're 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 adults now. Yeah, we're right before. So you're you know you're getting love for rapping. You're probably what like eighteen, nineteen at this yeah. point. Yeah, the homies are taking me to other homies' houses. Like, hey, check out this little fool. He can rap. Yeah, like, yeah, and kick something that fool, and then I'll say my little bullshit, and they'll be like, "Hey, what's up? We want to blaze it." Like, all right, cool. Yeah, so you're getting love, little local celebrity rapping and all that, but you're also still. In like the the game, we're still right there tagging. We're still right there doing drugs. We're still right there being shot at and doing whatever other extracurriculars. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's kind of um, kind of overwhelming. Like I feel like it's nothing though. Like if you live there, you know it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a big deal. I'm so glad my son doesn't have to grow up like that. Right. Because that I'd be like really worried. You know what I mean? But like. It's not a different time now, too. There's not kids with skinny jeans carrying freaking extendos back then. Right. It's little pocket rockets, little 38s. It's less dangerous, but it's also more dangerous. It's more, it's, it's. It just depends. It's, it's, it's you know. different because it's not technologically advanced like that where I could just hit you on a cell phone like, yo, I just got shot at. Yeah. I have to go to the neighbors like, hey, I just got shot at. Can I call my mom? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like type vibes. You know what I mean? So. I never did that, but you get what I'm saying. The example, like, there's way more. We got pagers, fool, in two ways. Well, like today, there's way more surveillance. There's way more. Oh, absolutely. It's way harder to get away with things than it was back then. But yeah, I have like seven cameras at my house. My mom, 
what, what, like, what a camera at the house? Like, what, what are you fucking talking about? But people about? are way quicker to, like, bust nowadays. It's like gun. People are way quicker to go to the strap than they are catch catch fades or any of that shit. No, so absolutely. It's, it's a whole, it's, it's more dangerous in certain ways and less dangerous in other ways. But, like, did you kind of, was there a, a crossroads at a certain point where you're like, I could either lean really far into this and, like become so like one crazy part that I'm not dope dealer. Or there's one rap. part that I'm not mentioning, which is I had a son when I was 16. Oh, okay. So in between that homelessness from 13 to 16, I was doing whatever I was doing, or 14 to 16, whatever it was. I don't know. Eighth grade, eighth grade till I was 16. Then I lived with my baby. So you have mom. a son who's like 21 now. I have a son that's that old. Yes. Yeah. So um, I was staying with her. But even her mom had, well, after she got pregnant, obviously, that's when I started to stay with her. But um, her parents also had rules, and they were Italian. Like oh, really? You. Yeah. So my son's half Italian and half Mexican. Okay. So, um, it's going to be what my son is, too. It's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to that girl. Yeah. Um, They even had little rules. Like, yo, if you're not fucking here by 10 o'clock, pal, you're not going to come sleep in our house. Which was pretty fucking reasonable. Where'd you knock an Italian girl at? She grew up in the hood. They own half okay, the block. Okay. They own their particular block. I'm not going to say which block, but they own like okay. different houses. Like okay. It's crazy. But um, yeah, they had very specific rules and it just is what it is. And I would not come home at 10 o'clock every day. You know what I'm saying? Because I was out smoking crack. I remember one day I tried to come home like at one in the morning. And it's so strange because they knew I had, someone knew I had an eight ball. They're like, hey, come over, fool. So I came over. I smoked out a couple of people. A lady, uh, a lady pulled up with a guy, like a pretty lady, and he was like, "Hey, uh, give me half of that rock, and I'll give you this bitch." And I was like, "Yeah, here you go, pal." Because you're hoarding as fuck at that point. And it was just so crazy that that even was a thing. And after the crack was gone, the homie that invited me was like, "All right, fool, you got a dick, okay?" Because I was upstairs doing whatever I was doing with the girl, right? Right. And I still had all the boulders on me. Well, whatever was remaining. And then we went back downstairs and I chipped them off. He was like, all right, fool, I'll talk to you in a little bit. And I was like, I've been, at this point, I've already been homeless. So I know what that fucking meant. Time yeah. to dip. I was like, all right, cool. So I tried to go home and I couldn't. Well, I went to try to go to my baby's mama's house and I couldn't. Right. But yeah, I don't even know where that was going, but. No, so no, you were just talking about having a kid at a young age. So that no, kinda... yeah, yeah. So also with that, like, it was just really rough because, like, when we broke up after I'd gone out of juvenile hall a couple of times, now I'm an adult. I try to come home, and I had met some little girl, some some girl at some point, and I, I don't know. I guess I was drunk or drugged out or whatever, like cracked out. This bitch left a gang of hickeys on me. So my baby's mama at the time was like, "Yo." what the fuck are you doing right here right now with all these hickeys on your body? I didn't do this. And I was like, well, I don't remember. You I don't want to piss off an Italian girl like that. Shh, they're activated. Did she, was she like a choled out Italian girl, though? Did she like I want to tell you something like that, but yeah. she was definitely a spicy one. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she definitely was not accepting that shit. Her right. mom was a beautiful, nice lady, super nice to me till this day. But yeah, my baby's mama wasn't fucking with it. So that was one of the instances where I couldn't see my son because of the other bitch. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want to fucking be with someone else? You can't right. see the fucking baby, fool. Right, right. And like, so it went on like that a little bit. And I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, bitch, but it just is what it is. And that's how I see it from my point of view. If I'm wrong, I'm, I blame it on the crack. Right. But, um... There was instances where we were cool, and then if she ever got into a tiff with the other bitch, couldn't see the baby. 
just is what it is. And you're, and this is just ongoing now. Right, right. For until until he's eighteen or whatever. Until I got with my wife. Okay. Which was like seven or eight years ago. Right. They got along very peacefully and nicely. And then I had my new baby, and then now my my other son's in college. I think he probably has like a little thing for the new baby or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But Jealous. That's where we're at now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm a, I'm a responsible adult. And even to this day when I'm doing nice things with my small child, like I feel like a bit of regret, like, I wish I would have had my shit together back then. You know what I'm saying for for little Eric. You know what I'm saying. Well, so, he he. I'm sure there's certain he he's very strong probably as a result of growing up that way too. I would think so. You know? And again, like the household he grew up in, I'm pretty sure he was still spoiled. And now and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it's I'm never glad. too late to spoil him now too. Uh, he's definitely not happy with me right now. But you could you could you know no absolutely. I've definitely go out of my way to chop it up, whatever. Get him a PS five so he doesn't have to eat out some old lady. He's absolutely gotten all those yeah. items easily for sure. Um so you're rapping, still involved in activities. Absolutely. Got the kid. Is there you're like maybe nineteen at this point? What is the catalyst for this, the decision to make hip hop a career and st- and fall back on the other shit? Honestly, or did you all just continue doing it all? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I just kept fucking as it comes. I'm trying to think of when we actually started doing the campaign shit. That's what was my little rap group. It was called. It was called the campaign, and it did really, 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 really well because we were a bunch of different homies from different areas. Excuse me. It was like a Mexican Wu Tang kind of vibe, right? And y'all are like lyrical. It was like street hop because yeah, we're yeah. talking gang shit, but like hip hoppy, like West Coast Mob Deep type shit. Yes, that's a perfect example if I've ever heard one. Yeah, that's why you're you, Lushies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, something like that. But um, I'm not even trying to fast forward. It's just I went to jail a good couple more times, and then uh, when I was with a girl that tried to go to makeup school. Again, I'm always rapping this time. We went to some little Hollywood party, and there was a big-ass camera. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing with this huge-ass fucking camera? And they're like, no, we use it to take pictures of the models. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. And this bitch is paying thousands of dollars to go to the premier makeup school in Hollywood. So I was like, I was still selling a little bit of weed. So the next day, I bought a camera. So I bought the camera, and now I'm taking pictures of her little makeup shit. Or she is, or whatever. But I know Lush One. Like, hey, fool, take a fucking... Hey, that picture you took of that bitch was bad, fool. You could probably take pictures of us. Right. So now I took pictures of you, took pictures of Riley, took pictures of fucking Chris, Sour Apple over there, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Taking pictures of everyone around you. All the rapper homies. Did you... um That have, like, a studio, have merit. Now I'm taking pictures of Mac-10. Now I'm taking pictures of J-Rock, which is how that stemmed from that Kendrick story so I told you. So you're pretty good. Like, like, not everyone that picks up a camera is good at it. No, you, yeah, somehow I ended up being good. You had an eye. I have no idea how. I have no idea why. I just know how to take pictures. It just is what it is. I don't, I'm not going to claim I have the eye. I'm the best. Because, you know, there's still a Stellan Oriole walking around right. these streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? The Being right. the legend. So, but um, I took a lot of dope-ass photos, fool, and it just is what it is, and I want. I'm a, also a greedy bastard, so I got a camcorder. I'm gonna get to the rapping shit. So it all well, was, comes was he like an influence as Stevon Oriole and shit? Not like? really, because I've always had my head up my own ass, and I never was really like 
tripping on anybody else. Yeah, it's just always been like that. Not to even sound. Cocky. Have you always had like the same personality of being exactly. like a nice, like kind of funny, like laid back dude, even when you were in the streets like that? Like, I think so. Yes, except when I would drink alcohol, which is I don't necessarily get drunk now because it just makes you feel uncomfortable. But uh, I used to be like a snapper drunk, like okay. just just a snapper. I'm not saying I'm over here beating all, all kinds of people, but I would become aggressive. You weren't fun anymore. I was still fun for me, but it wasn't fun, <laughs> it wasn't fun for yeah. the party. Yeah. But um, or for even my homies when we weren't snapping, because if I wasn't snapping, now I'm emotional. Hey, homie, I fucking love you, dog. Because remember, my group, I like that kind of drunk better. Because remember, my group of friends have always been my group of friends. So these fools have been with me since before the homeless vibes from right. junior high. Some all the way to elementary. One of my closest friends, snapper from the hood, uh, Tron, part of the Wise Men. Rest in peace to my boy Joseph. He's been with me since I was in elementary school. Mm. You know what I mean? So. I'm drunk with my closest lifelong friends. We're still friends to this day. So I've been through a lot of horrible shit, I guess, right? And I guess it would come out, hey, I fucking love you, doc. Thanks for letting me stay with you all those times. Whatever, right? Or whatever the case may be, right. you know what I mean? Thanks for that fucking, thank you. Thank you for that P-dog. I was mostly the food supply in the crack because <laughs> I was selling the crack and smoking the crack, mostly right. smoking it. But, um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, the camera shit led one thing to another. I got a camcorder. I started interviewing fools while I was doing their photo shoot. So, now we're in the middle of downtown. I'm laying in the middle of the street with you to get the bank shot in the back. Fucking laying on and the this ground. This is, like, what, 2006? 2000, 2009. 2009. 2009. Yeah. Is so, you're, early. like, 23, some shit? Like, <sighs> do the math. Something Ooh, like I don't that. fucking know. Something yeah. like that, right? So, um, yeah, long story short, uh... It just progressed from there. I was shooting a J-Rock, L-Boy, and Glasses Malone video. Obviously, L-Boy was a homie, so I was there because of the homie. He was signed to Who Bangin', which is Mac-10's label. Mac-10 was there. I was doing the behind-the-scenes. Mac-10's half Mexican, right? Is he? I think so. I don't know. Shout-out to him. Shout-out to Mac-10, period. He's cool. West Coast legend. Shout-out to Mac-10. I mean, shout-out to Ice Cube, right? But shout-out yeah. to Mac-10. <laughs> Dubsy. So, um, I know Dubsy. He's cool. So, um... I'm right there fucking uh, filming the behind the scenes of the video and snapping photos. I hit up Elboy and whoever else are glasses and they send me the song. And uh, I'm right there editing at home. Somehow or another, I learned how to get a fucking editing program for the video for the to edit the fucking cornball interviews. Right. So um, I magically synced up the lyrics that they were kicking live to the song. And I was like, oh. I can fucking do a music video. <laughs> Obviously, I never shot a music video with a fucking Sony Handycam. Right. But I got a Canon T2i, which was the first hybrid uh, video photo camera, and mm -hmm. the rest is history. And um, at the, was it difficult for you to find a balance between rapping and... The video shit? Yeah. No, absolutely not, because I just went full force at all times doing my thing. Just, I've always had multiple things. Like, as you know right now, I do the indicted thing for my wife. I have my own little fucking podcast. We're here freaking weekly. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're here more than me, but just all these things. I'm always all systems go for. I'm just trying to get it at all times as much as possible multitasking. So what wound up happening with that first rap group? Uh, it went really, 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 really well. I think we got like a little bit of airtime. Uh, DJ Julio G and Tony G, mm -hmm. hip-hop West Coast pioneers, hosted our mixtapes. Mm -hmm. um, it went really well, but... Uh, uh, everyone just started kind of doing their own thing, taking a break, you know, females, hip hop. When you start to get a little cool, you start getting a little jealous and shit. Not my bitches, you know what I'm saying? But um, 
Maybe a little bit, but they didn't hinder me from going out and fucking. I've always been down to take my bitch to the studio. Let's go to the show. I'm down to take my girl wherever we go. You know what I'm saying? Not on some weirdo shit, but just like, I don't be cheating on my bitches like that. I did when I was younger, but as an adult, I don't got. Your relationship kind of guy. Yeah, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I didn't fall off. I just kept going. So uh, I toured with uh, Fora, if you heard of Fora. Of course. Uh, from the beginning. From maybe just right after the very beginning, like backyard shows, like from there on. Because I did backyard shows too with that fool. What are your thoughts about people saying Fora is a snitch? Uh, I think his mom definitely said what happened to him. And he was right there. But I don't. I don't remember the paperwork, so I don't want to say he definitely told, but... Because uh, he can't post anything on the internet without rat emojis being, like, you know... That's what happens when you're super famous. He could have, I mean, that dude, as successful as he is, I feel like he could have been a lot bigger. As without he, that hindrance? Yeah. Do you know, I don't remember, does the paperwork I, say I, he I absolutely told? The paperwork was definitely out. I've never read the paperwork. I, I remember and reading I'm not, the paperwork. I'm not calling him a snitch for the record. I'm, I remember really reading the paperwork, like actually reading Marco Archer's paperwork, and his mom told, not him. He may have told his mom. I mean, he's a fucking little kid getting stabbed. Mom, they fucking stabbed me. Right. <laughs> he doesn't strike me as like someone that's getting from the fucking hood and gangbanging and killing a million people, so I want right. to say he's a civilian, but... If you want to rap and you want to, and just some I feel other like shit. he could have been like, um, like a, another little West Coast baby Drake. He's definitely shit. rich. He could have, you know, yeah, he's done a and he's definitely shit. still getting heavy duty features. So I mean, yeah. shout out to Fora. But uh, so I tore with Fora. Is Fora a snitch? I don't know. I read the paperwork. His mom told, not him. And if I'm wrong, correct me. I'll go fuck. If you I'm did, not Fora. If you didn't know him, you might have a different take on this. Probably. Well. Again, I've been to jail, fool, so I mean, right. I would have to read the paperwork to ultimately confirm someone's a full-blown-ass snitch. Right. I'm Not that I want to sit here and read people's fucking paperwork all fucking day. I don't give a fuck if you told you didn't tell on me or my homies. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I also toured with King Little G a little bit, did a gang of shows with Little G. Shout, Shout out to, to him. him. And uh, so, I mean, and those crowds are very welcoming. Yeah. Very welcoming. I'm right. not going to say I stole those fucking fans. I definitely acquired some, though, you know right. what I'm saying? And like I said, there's posters on the walls, them singing along. There's shit on my Instagram highlight things that are and just And you're like popping. an MC. Well, I'm definitely riding the wave of like street hop. So I'm talking gang shit on hip hop beats. And you're like, you're actually. But not gang member shit, just like hood shit. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Psycho realm type shit. Like, uh, a little bit know, more, a little bit shit. more commercialist than than yeah. psycho realm. A little bit more mob deepish. Right, got you. But then even then, I started to gravitate towards the times, which was more commercialized beats type shit. Like, type yeah, shit. Yeah. But you're also like you're not lip syncing when you're performing. No, absolutely you're actually not. We're rapping. rapping. Yeah. I mean, after I started to learn some of the tricks of the trade from older people. I would leave my ad libs on so I could take you a breath. You could leave ad libs. Maybe leave yeah. the hook. Yeah, you could leave the hook. But no, I was rapping. But you're actually performing. If you miss a word yeah, and you can't catch it, you're choking on yeah, stage. it's audible. I've choked once in front of an auditorium of children because we were doing a high school tour. And I fell off. Obviously, I fell off. And I, then I kicked a freestyle. But I know I choked. They like, weren't. on the spot, I know I choked. And the kids that actually knew my songs probably knew I choked. Which is cool. I mean, they didn't, they didn't clown me. At least you freestyled. You got it off, right? No, yeah. I'm definitely not. You rapped. I'm definitely not down to fall off and go out whack like that. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, respect for that. So this group winds up. Oh, uh, just deteriorating, dissipating, yeah, uh, deteriorating. A lot of members, I uh, assume, yeah, so wanted to weren't getting. No one's getting enough money from it. Motherfuckers need to get jobs. Yeah, and in kids. that instance, Empire was just barely cracking. Not barely cracking, but it was cracking. I knew someone from out of state. I was shooting videos again, so my video connections are making other rap connections for features for this for that. Like I got a song with Rapping Forte. Who the Amazing. fuck has a song with Rapping Forte? Amazing. I have songs with a lot of people, right? But uh, point is, is um, I got us an uh, uh, Empire deal. And I, I gave, instead of me being like, yeah, it's my deal. All you fools are under me. I got my shit. I got you your shit. I got her, him, him. Everyone got their own shit. You know what I mean? I was never the, it's all mine vibes. I've always been a good team player. Whether I was the leader or not, I've always been in a good position because of my camera shit. To help supplement the rap shit, and I always was willing to share with my people. You know what I'm saying? Would you say you're more known for the camera or the rap shit? Uh, equal. It depends who you ask. Like if you're in the scene, you're gonna definitely. I mean, you know what? Probably, probably the camera shit. Because even though I got put on with Brownside, they will always be like, "Yo, I didn't know this fool fucking rapped." Even though I had a prolific, maybe not prolific, but I had a great rap career. You know what I mean? Prior to Brownside, when I kind of fell off, like after the tours died. I just kind of just kept shooting videos, and I didn't really make it back to the studio, per se. You know what I'm saying? So so for those that don't know, what is Brownside? Brownside is a gangster rap, maybe the first Latin gangster rap group ever. Legendary. Uh, founded by Toker with members like Wicked and Danger. Now, for the record, I didn't listen to them growing up, and I always made a joke to Toker about that. What was that, that one song they had back in the... Like ninety four, that was super legendary. I loved the, oh, gang man. related. Is that what it's is called? Is that what it was called? <laughs> That's so horrible Hold that on. I don't even know my fucking homies. I think it was before that. I think it was before that. Edit uh, this out, guys. I don't want to look like this. Nah, you good. Uh, Brownside hits. There's a couple big brownside. Was it hits. gang related? Was that the one? I want to tell. Yeah, you yeah, this. gang related. Thank gang God related. That I was right. You're right. <laughs> and then there was like a rest in peace to my homie song. The yeah, rest in yeah. peace song. That was big. But that gang related video I remember was huge. Because they were signed to Ruthless. They, they were, were signed to Ruthless. They were signed Easy to Easy E's record e. label. And that's another joke I used to make. I'd be like, yo, I'm on Dr. Dre side in that war. I used to say that to Toker. Like, yeah, I yeah. never listen to Easy. I was on Dr. Dre side, homie. Tripping. It's just what it is. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Tupac, Dre, yeah, yeah. the whole Death Row shit. That's when I was growing up. So. But yeah, so uh, Brownside, Brownside, very, very popular, very popular. So they were a group, then they wound up, I guess, ruthless. They the situation. Well, Easy died. Easy died. Easy died. A lot of artists wound up leaving after Easy died. Although ruthless remained a label for several years. Jerry, yeah. Jerry Heller and kept it popping and stuff, but uh, it was ne never the same. Yeah, I don't think so. But, I know uh, Bone Thugs left and all that. Like, no, yeah, yeah, they became their own little thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, from my knowledge, Brownside kept doing their thing, and then eventually Toker. Because Easy died, I want to say '95 is when Easy died. Um, I was a little ass kid. Yeah, yeah, he died before Pac, and he was like the first major uh -huh. death in hip hop that mm -hmm. I remember. Like facts. The whole conspiracy behind it and everything. Yeah, crazy shit. But. Toker said all kinds of crazy stories that I can't necessarily remember, but he visited him in the hospital when he was there. And from one wow. day to the next, his food was good, about to get out of the hospital. Then all of a sudden, he was about to die. It was crazy shit. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Very crazy. That's some shit right there. Yep. So they, so they wound up 
their, their situation with Ruthless deteriorates and not all the members stick together to it. Don't they kind of break up? Or, are uh, they, or I think there's members that come in and out. Okay. Like Wicked and Toker stayed forever. Those are the founding members besides Danger. Big Danger died. Okay. I think he died a gangster's death, if I'm not mistaken. I could okay. be wrong. But um, okay. he died, and um, those were, like, the main members. But uh, I wasn't, I mean, like, again, I was a little kid, so I wasn't part of that particular era. So I can't speak too, too much on the histor historical facts. I also don't want to fucking be wrong and get ate up in the comments, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So then at a certain point, Brownside comes back. Yeah, so I'm shooting videos, as always. So I'm shooting videos for some dudes from the Inland Empire called the Empire Riders from Banning, highly activated, Free Diablo, just caught a life case with murder. Uh, shout out to all the homies. So um, one of the gentlemen, Big Sanch, he knows someone else that's related to Toker, and they want to do a comeback. They're like, yo, we want you to go to Mexico and shoot some videos. I'm like, okay, cool. Who's it for? They're like, Toker from the brown side. And I was like, okay. You're not tripping because you don't really know who that yeah, is. I have yeah. no fucking clue who that is. I'm like... He said it like I should give a big fuck, and I was just like, okay, cool. He probably thought I was the cockiest motherfucker in the world. At that you knew point. who a lighter shade of brown was. Kind of. You knew who Kid Frost was? Obviously, I know this is for La Rasa. Yeah. And me and Kid Frost have had our little uh, encounters. I've had good encounters with him and bad ones, you know what I'm saying? Well, so, I mean, I don't know if this had already been a thing, but there is oh, there is a beef between Toker and Kid Frost, and I think... Oh, uh, yeah, from back in the day. I feel like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my per my perception of it was that Toker felt like Frost was, like, the first to get a real national spotlight as far as, like, you know, like, Chicano gangster rap. I think it's just one of and, those things where, like, one dude is fake and one dude is the real. Well, and he, I, I think it was, like... He didn't put anybody else on. He didn't shine a light on any of the others. That could that, be a thing. I, I saw him basically say that in an interview. Like, I'm like, yeah, if you, I mean, review the brown yeah, you side lives. Yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's jokes that he would say about him or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I've even had spouts with Frost, you know what I mean? As a result of that? Or, no, way before yeah. that. Just me being me, just like coming up in the scene. What was your issue with Frost? Uh, I was shooting videos uh, and... <laughs> Shout out to Artudo. Uh, long story short, I was shooting videos for my guy, Oso Vicious. I'm right there at the legendary so, Hennessy Lounge. I know Lounge. Oso, yeah. So I'm right there at the legendary Hennessy Lounge where all kind Julio G, Tony G, da 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 da. So I'm there at their studio and I'm shooting a video for Oso featuring Frost. Frost doesn't know his lyrics. This is not my first time encountering that. I lean in, I tell him, like, hey, dog, I got you. I've already taken pictures of this man. Like, he's traveled me to Vegas to take photos of him and all kinds of other shit. So Frost has already given me bread. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, cool. But um in this instance, I'm not just beginning shooting videos, but I'm not quite me yet. I mean I'm me, but I'm not icon the video guy. I'm icon the photographer who also can shoot videos. Right. I'm not just fucking icon the video guy yet. Right. So um long story short, I tell Frost like hey for I got you, don't worry about shit. He's high as fuck. He's still old. So he doesn't know his lyrics. At some point during the video, I guess he gets tired of not knowing his shit. He's like, you know what, Icon? I love your photographs. But I don't like you as a video guy, man. Your videos suck. And I was like... The fuck? I'd already shot him countless videos for Oso, but this was... Oso's my boy, you know what I mean? Shout out to Oso Vicious. Um, he says this in a room with about this many people, like, Tony G's right there, Oso's right there, 
someone else, uh, Kiki from the Hennessy Lounge, his house was right there. <laughs> and I look at these fools like, what? It's just because you don't know your lyrics. So I already told you, I got you, don't trip. He's like, yeah, we're going to reshoot this, man. Da -da -da -da. Also's looking at me like, fool, I already paid you. We ain't reshooting really shit. And I'm like, exactly. So whatever, right? So um, that happens. There's another- It's a good Kid Frost imitation, by the way. Yeah, man. So um, <laughs> I start moving around and shit. So um, long story short, we have another encounter. I guess he heard that I was like, fuck Kid Frost after that. You know what I'm saying? So we have another encounter at the Green Turtle. You ever heard of the Green Turtle? Yeah. A hip hop staple. Yeah. <laughs> At least an underground Latin hip-hop, right? So um, we're at the Green Turtle. Have you been there? Yeah. So we're in the restroom area. That's clearly a small corridor. Right. He's with X amount of rappers. I've shot videos for all these fools. Everyone knows me. I've always been the same. I have a stupid mouth. I do whatever I do, right? Again, I never play tough. I'm just always myself. I talk my stupid shit. Take it how you want. Take off. Accept it. Laugh with me. Do whatever you want. So we're right there. Frost says something to me. And I said, what? And I don't know exactly what words were said back and forth and for how long, but I do recall just saying, Frost, you're old, man. <laughs> Shake my hand, and we'll, we'll just call it even. You know what I'm saying? I said something along those lines. Again, I'm not also hyper disrespectful. Right, right. If he says something, you know me, fool. I'm just going to quib. That's a nice way of saying I'll beat your ass. So, like, just shake my hand, fool. And he shook my hand, and then... Continued the day, you know what I mean? Like the, the evening we rap, right. whatever. Later on down the line, me and him reconnect on some positive shit, cool shit. And uh, he mistreats his camera guy in front of me. I see a pattern. Yeah, so like he said, oh, this is before podcasting was a thing. We were going to do an interview. He was going to interview my group because we were fucking the hot stuff back then, right? So fucking um, he's going to interview our, our group and... Uh, He's like just throwing things at the, I mean, not throwing things at the camera guy, but like instead of handing me these headphones, he's throwing them at him or throwing yeah. them on the ground at his feet. And he looks at me and I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, are you trying to tell me that you just treat all the fucking help like this? Or like, what are you fucking trying to do? You know what I mean? I mean, we carry on with the interview and ever since then, we're cordial. Eastside Rendezvous is a classic, I'll say that. So, Kid Frost, Eastside, Eastside Rendezvous. Classic record. <laughs> I know the guy that wrote Eastside Rendezvous. I'm, I'm a big fan. ALT um, the Saint. Oh, wow. Okay, now we're... we're okay. <laughs> that's, I see what we're doing here. That's inappropriate? Everyone knows. No, 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 no. I, just, I see what we're doing here. And a shout out to his son, Scoop DeVille. Oh, man. Scoop DeVille, man. Very dope producer. Yep. Produced um, that... Uh, He's produced the, some big hits, The right? recipe for Kendrick and Dr. Dre. Um, Money, weed, and weather. Yeah, yeah. Women, weed, and weather. With that being said, so how did you initially meet Brownside? At this time, you're still doing video stuff? Okay, yeah, to circle back to that. I, uh, I was doing video stuff. I got a phone call from one of my clients from the Inland Empire, Empire Riders. Uh, Big Sanch plugged me in with the homie Lewis. Lewis introduced me to Toker. So I get the phone call, hey, you're going to Mexico to film. All right, cool. Well, it wasn't like that, but like, hey, would you be willing to go to Mexico to film? I've been there to film before, so cool, let's do it. Um, How does this go? They call you Pocho? Not the homies there, no, but yeah, for sure, I, I know I am yeah. one, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, <laughs> so he says, I'm going to be in a cowboy hat. We're going to meet at the last exit before the border. Meet me at the gas station. I'm going to be in a pickup truck with a cowboy hat. I'm like, 
Sounds mad stereotypical. So I get there and I'm expecting to look for a fool in a pickup with a sombrero. I call this fool like, Dick, where are you? I don't see no freaking vice of homies in a pickup with a sombrero. And he's like, fool, I'm wearing a Dallas Cowboys hat. I'm right next to you. I'm like, dick. <laughs> so we go over to Tokers. Uh, my first experience, literal, very first instance. I take my girl at the time with me, by the way. This all comes into play. I'll explain. So when we get there, there's a family house. And there's a party house right on Rosarito Beach. The party house, the front yard is the beach. Or is it the backyard? Depends how you look at it. Either way, it's the beach. You're on the beach. I could hawk a loogie from the thing to the beach. Amazing. The other house is right across the street. It's small streets. It's Mexico. It's not like it's fucking... Major intersections right there where we're at. We're in a residential on the beach in Rosarito Beach. So uh, the family house. So I go to the family house first. My girl's talking to Toker's girl. They're up there chopping it up, getting acquainted, showing them the living quarters. Nice house. Great house. Beach house, right? Um, The homie Lewis takes me across the street where there is a very voluptuous hooker there awaiting my presence. <laughs> I was going to ask you about Hong Kong, but... Oh, we'll get there. So, um, Toker's right there like, hey, what's up, big dog? So I shake his hand, whatever, whatever. If we start talking, he's like, hey, uh, just in case you're bored, that's all you right there. He slaps her legs open to open her legs. I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, fool my... But girl. you got your bitch with you. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm like... And again, I don't really be cheating on my on my girls and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, nah, my girl's across the street. He's like, sure. I'm like, I'm good. Fool, I highly appreciate it. I'd rather take the bread. He's like, nah, this is on me. Gee, you can have this. And I'm going to still pay you for the videos. And I was like, <laughs> I just laugh. You know, I'm always laughing, right? So I thought that shit was hilarious. So I was like, nah, my bitch is across the street. Fool, I can't do it. He was like, I'm mad at you. The homie Lewis. He's like, hell yeah. I can't confirm nor deny that because I realized that his lady might be watching this. <laughs> so, um, you just put him on blast. Louis, nah, so anyway, Louis, we know you fucked her. No, I'm just playing. Louis is the man. <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah, that's what happened. Okay. So, and so now I'm there shooting music videos in fucking Rose Reed on Tijuana. Where, so was Lit. Brownside Records based down there? No, it's from here. That's and, what I thought. And he was not deported. Everyone thinks he was he's deported. he's from South Central. He's from South Central. Then he moved to the IE, and then I think something happened law enforcement related in the IE, and he fled to to uh, Mexico where he lived a good life. You know what I'm right. saying? He had a great life over there based on what I saw. You know what I'm saying? Well, so the folklore of what happened to... to how Brownside Records got founded, or I guess they had already the story that I heard is the revival had, or the original. No, no, like they they had launched, and then at a certain point they needed some finances, and he went to um, those businessmen south of the border. I don't think so, because Brownside the, was already Brownside. This is the story that I heard. Okay, go I ahead. don't know if this is accurate or not. I don't know too much. Uh, I know what I know, but I don't know anything about him owing bread or anything like that. I was told, or not by any individual, this is just like from just fucking being around. a fan. Yeah, Because uh-huh. I like Brownside, you know what I mean? And just Chicano hip-hop and all For that. For sure. So, Capper. 
Go ahead. Am I? <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Go am ahead. Am I? <laughs> you, you, you're not going to pull my Chicano hip-hop card. Go you, ahead. You know, you know what the fuck I be doing. Go ahead. Um, you see who the fuck I brought on this damn network, all right? Okay, for the record. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Say your brown side shit. All right. So apparently, they took out a loan. Took her. Took out a million-dollar loan from... <laughs> Some businessmen south of the border. Sure. And um, that's what got them relaunched. I'm not privy to that. All I know is when I got there, we were ready to rock. You know what I'm saying? I shot music videos. We've shot music videos in Cabo. We shot music videos in Mexico City. We've done shows in Mexico City. Did you see any lump sums of cash? Uh, the very first time I went and we shot a music video, I did see a million dollars cash for the first time ever in my life. I've seen a fucking whole... <laughs> you're a dumbass. It's an interesting coincidence. I've seen a 100K in person. I've seen, two, I've seen a quarter in person. I've never seen a mill in person till that day. And it was real money. It was real money. I even made a comment to him like, you know... um. You could get fake money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he laughed at me. He was like, yo, people do that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, man, this rap game ain't what it used to be, man. So, um, so did you see at that point, like, you saw a lot of money going out. You saw I them... never seen him do anything outside of rap. And I don't mean that on some No, like, no, no, no. I'm I mean a... that, like, actually, genuinely, I never personally seen him move a pack or move this or move that. Well, you saw a lot of money being spent. Uh, on the label, sure. like you said, there's all these. Shows. I mean, I know how much I cost. You yeah, know what there's I'm videos being made and all that shit. Did you see? Was there profit coming back in? Uh, Toker definitely makes a gang of bread off of just his catalog alone. So Toker was making dough. Toker makes makes money off of his catalog. Like that's a known fact. Like if you try even buy a hard copy of fucking Brownside or now it's a hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. Yeah, oh, perfect yeah, example. Yeah. See, I even undershot just yeah. to not sound exaggerated, but yeah. it is like. A lot of money. Yeah, it was, you know, rare out of print, you know, tapes and vinyl. No, yeah, and... I've even heard him talk about, because, I mean, I talked to him about, like, music shit for sure. So he would name drop, like, whatever person was trying to, like, still act like they had publishing rights or some shit like that and yada, 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 and da, da, da. But lo and behold, this was collecting, like, fat royalty checks monthly from publishing. And it's a good business. Not man. to mention the new shit that he dropped. He was collecting bread off of that, too. You know what I'm saying? Those were stacking millions of views. And Well, and that's something else that people don't realize. There's a lot of artists, Brownside being one of them, that sell 80,000, 100,000 more units independently out the trunk. And where they, where they don't have to break off a major label mm -hmm. and like that are artists that are super famous in that scene. Like, you know, all the Diablos and Mr. Shadows and Mr. Lil one. And even like, uh, you know, SPM back in the day and Don't Chingo. Yeah. I'm just saying though, you <laughs> feel me? Like Chingo Bling, Capone, like all these dudes, Mr. Criminal, you know what I mean? Like yep, they all these high power as a whole thing. Cause we all know that Toker didn't like high power for whatever reason. I still don't even know why. Right. I don't care. But, um, they're one of the most profitable, like reigning supreme ass Chicano rappers ever. Fucking Capone and Criminal. That, that's you what I'm saying. You can't take certain like... things away from certain people, right? I'm not fucking dick, right? I'm not kissing ass because I mean I was with Toker watching him say fuck these fools, and I had to kind of be on. I wasn't on the same shit, but I was kind of like, well, yo, I'm from Brownside, and I'm sure they're not gonna appreciate my presence. So not that anything ever happened because right. I have encountered uh, Criminal once or twice since then, and it was cool. 
From what I heard, he's a cool ass dude. Criminal school is fucked. Yeah. And I've been around uh, people that speak to Capone on the phone when I'm doing their videos, and I mean, he's never said anything bad about. They me. all seem cool. Yeah, they're cool. Um, but that's probably the only fools I've never shot a video for is Capone and Criminal ever. It's not too late. But my 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 point is that these do like there's a whole self sustaining scene with a huge fan base oh, no, and market. Yeah. That so just because just that racket alone is right. off the chain. So just because there's fans that are watching this right now that are no jumper fans that have no clue about any of these artists we're talking about, mm-hmm. you have to understand that they're famous within no, this context. Yes. And in the southwestern United States. Exactly. You know California, Nevada, Arizona, New, New Mexico, Mexico, Texas. Maybe even Texas. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of Colorado. Maybe a little bit of Utah. For sure. That whole region. Even Seattle. That whole region. Or is it Washington? Whatever. You yeah, Washington, Oregon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That the whole western, but really the Southwest. No, like, absolutely. Yeah. Cali to Texas. And Mexico itself. And Mexico itself. So um, you are hired as a video guy. Yeah, so I'm doing the videos, doing the videos, doing the videos. Eventually, the younger homies uh, that Toker wanted to put on from his hood. Because I'm the only person involved in Brownside that's not from their hood. Right. Which is cool. I didn't. Obviously, that that could play a certain different way. Because, again, I don't advertise where I'm from. Or anything like that, because I don't really push the gang shit narrative, because there's other things that come along with that when you do that, you know what I'm right. saying? So I don't pump that. But everyone knows these fools where they're from, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he's highly pumping that shit. You can see shit. fucking Picasso's in videos and shit. Just for the record, yeah. we filmed... If it was if it was for Toker, we filmed the video in, in Mexico, and it was my job to make it look like South Central. Right. So he tagged up the walls. He did whatever we did. Then I would go to South Central, get a couple of street signs, a couple of little things he mentioned, a couple of little acting scenes that the homies would pull off, then put it together. And lo and behold, Toker just shot a video on South Central. How? We don't know. Right. Movie magic. So that so throughout those whole that whole period of time, Toker was never in America? No. And he wasn't deported? And he wasn't deported. He was just like, I guess he felt like he was on the run or wanted or something. That's another thing I didn't really go deep on with him. I just know that he was hoping to come back after a certain amount of time had passed. Statue of limitations. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Again, he never told me why he was on the run. Um, And yeah. This is fucking interesting stuff. I can't lie. Like, So the whole time we're right there, like he has a beautiful home. Everything's cool. But when does he realize that you're a rapper? I'm at his house like at two in the morning editing something at the crib because I'm staying there for days at a time. I'm going there bi-monthly. And he treated us really good. Just for the record, like we would have Hong Kong budgets. Hong Kong, for those who don't know, is uh, the greatest. Amazing Chinese food. Nah. Hong yeah. Kong's not even in China, is it? No. <laughs> well, Hong Kong's its own country adjacent to China. But So anyways, long Hong Kong short, is the best uh, whorehouse in Mexico. Yeah, slash strip club. Slash... A slice of paradise. So, yeah, we would have budgets. $300, night of your life. And my wife and me have been there. Me and all of us have been there together, going hard, making like, like they tell you specifically, don't go to Mexico and flex like this. Yeah. And we went to Mexico and flex like that. And somehow we got away with it. So it was dope. But he realizes at a certain point, you're a rapper. So I'm at his house in the middle of the night editing. And he comes in, he was like, hey, uh, Kind of good at rapping, huh? And I was like, what the fuck makes you bring that stupid shit up? I did a song for my mom. It was my first song solo that I put out like to the public that don't know about like my previous shit. It was called Mama. It was like a Tupac Dear Mama kind of vibe. 
And he was like, that song, Mama, man. It's pretty damn good. I'm going to do a song just like it. I was like, don't fucking cop. Again, so I don't know how people look and revere at Toker, but I talked to that fool like he was my brother. Like, fool, right. shut the fuck up. Like, you're not going right. to copy my shit. Like how I talk to everyone. Right. We're all equals. So I talk my stupid shit, and he laughs. We laugh. And he's like, hey, um, we're all gangsters right here that aren't really rapping. I mean, I whatever, right? What he was alluding to is these fools, I'm picking up the homies off the street and trying to make them rap. They're not rappers. But you, on the other hand, actually rap. You've been through the music industry by yourself, yada, yada, yada. If you want to be down, I'll put you on. You know, He's like the only other actual rapper that's on there at that point. That's been through the yeah, gauntlet yeah, yeah. of the music industry, yeah. right? So, um, and obviously I never saw his sort of stardom per se. Right. Like of being to a major label. I've only done my my little personal empire bullshit, which right. is still dope in its own right. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so uh, he basically alludes to saying that he'll put me on again under the flag and uh, he'll pay for this shit. And I was like, well, I know how this works. So I was like, you don't necessarily got to pay for my shit. You could just pay for the, you could just pick up my slack. Cause I know throughout all my years of rapping, I could finesse this for that or this for that. Oh, you need a photo shoot for your little fucking artist? <laughs> Okay, I need infinite studio time. Obviously, I'm me. I have some kind of notoriety, whatever. Excuse me. So that works out in my favor. So I get a brownside bonus. He chips me off thousands of dollars for signing with him. Technically, I never signed, but I was definitely right there flying. I was there from the beginning. I created the fucking YouTube channel, right? Like, right. I am part of that camp right. without question. Um. So rapper-wise, he just let me do what I want to he always had, he was used to the little homies, not a, well, they're not little homies, my little homies, but he's he wasn't used to the homies rapping by themselves, so he would bring all the homies and have them in a studio in Mexico, mm -hmm. and he would be right there, you know, coaching and orchestrating however uh, that he wanted the records to go. I, on the other hand, know how to do my own thing, right? So, and I already have my own studio etiquette, I have my own program that I follow, whatever, right? So, um, he wanted me to go to Mexico, I was like, I would never, ever, ever do this under any circumstance except for the fact just to show you what I can do. So I'm going to do it for you. So we went to the studio, spent a couple hours there. I made like three songs. I think I only kept one, like for the actual project. And uh, it was like, yeah, you clearly don't need me to be there. So just do whatever you want to do and show me the shit you're doing. And if I fuck with it, we're good. So um, that's what I did. And then you wind up getting, you know, he kind of makes you, other than himself, the premier artist on the label, essentially, or one of them. Uh, we're all taking turns. It's like a real yeah. label. So it was uh, the 13 boys up first, the Thresa boys. They did their thing. Then uh, I think it was going to be Clever's turn or someone. But basically, whoever's turn it was, all you. It was all you. Go ahead. Do your thing. And when you had your turn, you're pretty much. Yeah, I dropped my, uh, I drop. Uh, I dropped. One, two, three, four videos, and um, it's time for my during my rollout. You know how it goes, prepping, doing promo. He got me a publicist. A shot to that nice lady. Um, long story short, I'm getting ready to drop my album. I do drop my album. I do a nice sold out. I don't want to say sold out because it was like a free concert, but we packed out the entire flagship store in downtown Los Angeles. Okay. It was a great turnout. Different uh, other local Mexican rappers showed up for me. Hands, shakes, whatever. You know the vibes. Um, everything's going good. And then uh, a couple of months, 
the the tragedy strikes and he and he gets assassinated. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So August I drop. He dies two months later. Wow. I, I still have a rollout. You're mid rollout. I'm mid rollout, but like again, I'm always myself. I don't really like to capitalize or take advantage too much. I'm a giving kind of guy. I'm a team player. You know what I'm saying? So in that instance, I thought it best to not drop. So your shit never came out. My shit came out, but yeah. I mean, I didn't continue the vicious rollout that could have took place and the vicious push that could have came with it. You know what I'm saying? And so, so you're, those videos, in, you're in L.A. when I'm, he dies? I'm in L.A. when he dies. I'm actually shooting a music video for one of the newer artists that he had put on jokes. I'm shooting uh, the Boss Bitch video. If they're into the scene then or into Brownside, then they know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. So I spoke to him that day at 2 o'clock. And again, I talked to him like he's my bro. So, I mean, he is my bro. He was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my dog. So um, I talked to him that day. We talk our stupid shit. Uh, the day carries on. Uh, I get a phone call, like five phone calls in the middle of the night. My phones are on do not disturb. I've gotten like a million phone calls this whole time, and you never know. So I wake up, and I look, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I call the homie like at 7 in the morning, like, yo, what the fuck happened? They're like, yo, they got the homie. And I was like. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? They got the homie. They got B. They got B. Like, damn, they got the homie. Like, because B is his hood name, Beaver. So I'm like, damn. Um, well, why don't you fools just go bail him out? Like, stop acting fucking stupid. Go hit the fucking get the bread and bail him out. He was like, nah, dog, they got him. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm coming over. So the homie comes over and he hits me with the news, dog. And that shit was crazy. Like, so again, Chills. I'm not. I'm not. Chills to this day. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Toker. Yeah, R.I.P. Tokes. Go ahead. I'm not saying anything that's not already on the internet. No, absolutely. Nothing I've said this whole interview. Just for those, you know, in case people think that I'm being loose lipped. This is all information. No, this is all uh, things that have been speculated on the internet. Right. Aside from him, obviously, clearly not being with us. That's not speculation. That's right. a fact. So the story is that. The folklore is... I could honestly say... I know what you're going to say. I could honestly say I don't know if he actually owed bread. I that honestly, million dollars that the businessman gave to him. I honestly never heard that prior till after he died. And then even in that instance, I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, honestly. But like, I would tell you. But it makes sense, though. Uh, I don't see how. But, I mean, I guess. I mean... You could see that somebody... I could understand if you're in the game and you're fucking around, then yeah, maybe. But I've never, again, I've never seen that fool do anything outside of our music shit. And I was, I've been in the comfort... Well, you know businessmen... This have, is my dog. You know, and of course, if he's conducting other business when I'm not fucking right there next to him, well, that's his shit. But to be in debt that way, the way we moved, the way we played around in Mexico, we were like... It's high-risk behavior that we're doing. I'm right there with all my jewelry on. We're all right there doing whatever we wanted, drunk, slipping in major area, major metro areas. It sounds like you might have been under the protection of businessmen. So with that being said, even with that being said, like after he died, there was conversations that were had behind the scenes. I'm not going to get too in detail with that, but one of the homies had even told me, like, yo, they said it was business, nothing personal. Otherwise, they would have did all of us. And they, you know, his his wife and kids survived as well. Yes, they did. They abducted him from his home uh, in the middle of the day. I talked to him at 2. They took him from his crib like around 5. Wow. Uh, 
the story is is that uh again because I didn't see footage, but I mean his wife isn't gonna fucking lie. She doesn't give a fuck about this rap shit whatsoever. Um, the story is is uh the cops came to the pad, ten deep. They entered the home, uh, and they basically abducted him from his house. And Toker was like, "Yo, the cops abducted him." Yeah, allegedly, because the cops are. Yeah, the cops are the cops in Mexico, right? right? So whether they were the cops or not is something I don't know, right? Because I'm not on the other side of that. So, um, but uh, they abducted him from his home, and I rem- uh, one of the things that he said was, um, because his little boy was big enough to understand, like, yo, why the fucking cops are here in my house? Like, don't hurt my dad. Because remember, I even shot videos for the little boy. You know what right. I'm saying? Little tokes. Um, he said, Nah, Papa. These guys are just here for a music video. They're not going to hurt me. This is a music video, right? And I, uh, again, part of the story that I was told was like, they're like, nah, we're not going to hurt your dad. We're just here for the music video. And then they gave him the cue like, hey, put your fucking bitch and your kid away, homie. Yeah. And they took him and they found him on the side of the road with contusions on his head, his arms and legs broken, and I believe 63 rounds through his body. I saw the coroner's report myself because, again, I was close with, with the family. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, definitely kind of crazy. One of the most underrated talents in, uh, you know. Uh, a lot of people say a lot of things. He was too crazy on his lives. He was this. He was well, that. Well, yeah. That, so that's what I was going to say. Like, seemed like when he... However, that's definitely not the behavior of someone that owes bread, though. Well, whatever the source of funding was, whatever he, there's money in the label. The label <laughs> is doing good at a certain point. And a lot of people say that he got too focused on beefing with Kid Frost, beefing with <laughs> Capone. I think he was just fucking around because it's not like that ever materialized into like street gang. Beef. No, not on some rap beef, though. I mean, he didn't go out of his way and drop a diss song. You know no. what I'm saying? But he was he was talking his shit. He would talk his shit when he was bored at home, like we all do. You know what I'm saying? I guess. And he kind of was insinuating that he's that dude from you know a <laughs> Latin rap, and these other fools are not. And he would definitely talk a lot of crazy shit, and it was hilarious, right? These are lives you can still see. A lot of them, are absolutely. Still on. Yeah. yeah, there's like hundreds, of, like a hundred episodes. He was going ham on. Actually, it was Facebook Live. It wasn't even Instagram Live. A lot of them, like, I think uh, it was YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like before Instagram Live was even. Super it wasn't even a thing yet. like that. Mm-hmm. It was like the early days of IG Live. But... Exactly, because then I remember we would start getting screen recorded, and that was all yeah. the rage. Like, damn that. Who fucking recorded it? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So they killed him, and then we buried him, and then I quit. People were like, "Yo, if you quit, okay, so you quit rapping altogether." No, I quit being from the brown side, and then by default, I just didn't rap anymore. Not because I couldn't. Like I've made a song with Swifty and Dope. Well, I made a song with Swifty Blue and Doughboy Nine Oh Nine. Shout out to my dog Doughboy. Those Shout are the homies. Swifty, yeah. yeah, those are the homies. So um. I made a song with them. I've done a feature. You checked there. in with Swifty, or I don't need to check in with Stiff Swifty. <laughs> We're cool. Yeah. I got his blessings. You know what I'm saying? Um, so a long. He story, checked in. No, I'm just playing. The other side, not this. Other, you know, I mean, like whatever. But fucking, um, Swifty's cool as fuck. But uh, long story short, uh, I just told everyone like, yo, because again, we're super cool. Everyone comes to my kid, my son's baby shower. So I guess this is about four and a half years ago at this point. I'm like, yo, I quit. I don't, I don't need to be a part of the label no more. You know what I mean? Like, I completely stopped my album rollout. 
completely. Like, I didn't even make a peep. I didn't even post a video no more. Like, that was it. When it happened, I told myself, I'm not going to be the guy that uh, capitalizes on this moment. Was that a smart thing to do? Probably not. But was it the honorable thing to do? To me, it was. And I haven't said And beyond honorable, you were probably just, like, soured by the... I was definitely sad. You know what I'm saying? The whole toku for everything. I'm the one that... You know what I mean? The wing picture. Like, that was... I'm pumping all this shit out. You know what I mean? That's my dog. You know what I mean? So... I just quit, dog. You know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is. It wasn't on no scary shit. You see how I roll around. Not to say it like that. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a killer. But you see, like, I do whatever the fuck I want everywhere I go. I'm still in the streets shooting videos in all different hoods every single day. It's just Toker was the glue. Toker's the one that financed everything. And the glue and the finance was gone, dog. And that's just what it was. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I was friends with these guys. I still hold them dear to my heart. We have a lot of good memories. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is, and everyone just went their own ways. You know what I mean? So I told them all individually um, that I was going to quit. Uh, Toker's brother was like, man, shut the fuck up. Thinking I'm playing because I was my dog, too, like closer than mostly everyone else. Travi G, the super-duper G of the squad, that's my dog. You know what I mean? Me and that fool done crazy little shit together, crossing the border together, getting pulled over, da 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 that's the homie, you know what I mean? I would give him my advice about little rap shit here and there or whatever. Um, he was like, yo, it's going to look like you're being a bitch. And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like you're scared because there's, you know, these I mean, but this is around. months after already, though. Yeah. And I already we like again, like days after his death, things are being said, like from real sources. However, that information came about of like, yo, it's again, it's. Not personal, it's business. Otherwise, we would have got this fool when he was eating tacos with his bitch. We would have got Chew right there drunk at Hong Kong. We would have got this and this. You know what I mean? So so they were watching y'all the whole time. No, yeah, they're always watching everyone in Mexico. It's yeah. just, that was just a known fact given to us. Like, could have did whatever we wanted with you stupid ass fools right there slipping. Yeah. So, I mean, cool. But, I, I mean, I've gone to Mexico since. Countless times. And I don't mean to say that like, oh, I'm still in Mexico, homies. I just mean like. <laughs> it wasn't for me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't meant for me, so... No, you know, no one was tripping on you. I don't think so, no. Otherwise, I'm sure I would have gotten got by then because I've still filmed countless music videos in my And this is, what, six years ago that happened? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, to get to the quitting shit, I just quit. And it is what it is. And then later, you know how shit gets twisted and turned. Uh, all of a sudden, I got kicked out, and other people got kicked out, and da-da-da-da. But, I mean, I didn't get kicked out. You could ask any single one of them, I quit. There's a video when they talk about this shit, and they just said, I, they're clearly talking shit about other people saying, yeah, that fool got the boot, he can't come around, da-da-da-da, and they just said, and they live chat, they're like, well, what about Icon? They're just like, well, Icon's out too. They didn't go out of their way to say, fuck Icon, he's a fucking bitch. None of that. You Which know? they would have. Maybe. If uh, if I indeed had gotten marked out like a bitch and kicked out, yeah, I'm sure they would have said that. Yeah. Especially Travi. Travi's the wildest one. That fool don't give a fuck about what he's going to say. That fool's all the way with the shits, you know what I mean? So... But they were upset that you left regardless. Uh, definitely. I believe, uh, I don't know how much everyone gave a fuck, but uh, Toker's wife definitely wasn't pleased with it, to my understanding. And I understand because, like, again, we're super close. I went with her to go get the coroner paperwork. I went with her to the fucking funeral home. I'm not saying I chose the homie's casket. I'm not saying I chose what he was going to fucking wear when he was getting buried. But, I mean, I was definitely a support person. Right there, you know what I mean? Like, whatever I can help with, you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, yeah. 
So there's that. And uh, so I quit and that was that. You know what I mean? And I mean, I've seen some of the homies since then. I mean, like, I think not too long after fucking I seen um, I seen the Thresset boys somewhere because, I mean, they're still outside fucking around. I'm still outside fucking around. I bump into them. They were eating fucking mariscos. I walked up and took a fucking piece of the fucking mariscos from their plate. Like, you're not going to just. It was cool still. Yeah. I think it's still cool now. You know what I mean? Because there's no reason for it not to be. But um. But the video thing's been your bread and butter. Um, yep. Let people know about your lady, your wife. Like So, okay, I'm shooting videos, whatever, whatever, whatever. Most recently, obviously I'm the video guy, right? For all the fucking cool fucking Mexican guys in Southern California. Great. Um, I stopped rapping. I don't really rap no more. Again, the little features here and there. Cool. Great for me. Uh, I start a new show with my wife and it's doing fairly well. It's called Indicted TV. My wife has done, uh, was indicted under the RICO Act uh, in 2008 for a very specific popular gang in the Northeast LA area. And uh, she went down for the RICO for five. Um, so she has a story. One day we were just sitting around. She's like, what can I do? I was like, well, you definitely ain't going to be a singer, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know how that goes for girls in the industry. So I was like, eh, what can we do for you? And I was like, I know what. Let's tell your story. So uh, from one day to the next, we were sitting on the couch just like this. What you want to do? Like, well, let's tell your story. The next day I went and I go collect all kinds of different prison clothes or what have you. And then. Um, and she's also the L.A. Tooth Fairy. And she's also the L.A. Tooth Fairy. So she does teeth whining and tooth gems and shit like that. Shouts to her. Dope ass lady. Um, yeah, so indicted's going up. Indict is going up. What are your thoughts? Because I know your homies with Duno. Um, what are your thoughts on all the controversy that happened with the whole American Cholo incident over here last year? Um, so, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, <laughs> that song was definitely, um, the way it was portrayed was kind of out of pocket for sure. The Tiger song. Yeah, the Tiger song. Shout out to T-Rell, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Tiger song was awful. The video was... It was definitely um, a thing, right? So Duno's my boy. I've known Duno for a few years, like, I don't know, maybe four or five years. And uh, before he was cool Duno, he was just a little fat Duno, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, I know him, right? So um, long story short, basically, I knew they were coming up here. I know most of the, the individuals that were coming up here with Bozo and uh, Gil. So I just came to be by doing no side, like, hey, fool, you're not alone, don't trip, it's all good. Not, again, I'm not tough, I wasn't going to fucking kill everybody there if they try to hurt Duno. But, I mean, at least it's a familiar face with the little homie, whatever, whatever, right? So, um... He's being very humble, by the way. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it went down how it went down. Bozo came up there, he said his piece, he said what he meant, and Adam was at home on a poker tournament. <laughs> Everyone was like, yo, Adam ain't on no fucking poker tournament. He actually was on his laptop. Right. And this was clearly betting big bread. Anyways, I'm not sticking up for Adam. They're going to be like, oh, you're fucking worshiping the white man right now. <laughs> I mean, fact is, Adam's a fucking gambler, and he was gambling on his fucking laptop. Who knows how much money he had invested? I mean, he had no idea fools were going to show up at the office like that. Um, I think word definitely got around pretty quick, you know what I mean? Because AD pulled up, whatever, right? AD didn't have to be there. Duno didn't have to be there. Flacco was there. That was my first time ever meeting Flacco. They definitely kicked him out of the office. The office was definitely not this big. The office was like just this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. What do I think about it, though? I mean, 
the homies showed up. You know what I mean? All the homies showed up. Not all the homies showed up, but homies definitely showed up, and they definitely said whatever they wanted to say. And, I mean, I think it was pretty respectful, right? I mean, I think so. How it could have gone was a lot. Could have gone a lot. It could have went far left. very far left. But, um, I mean, it didn't, and it was cool. And from that instance, um, yeah, that was my first encounter at No Jumper. What are your thoughts? Second, because I was I had came up to see Crip Mac. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on um, black and brown relationships in LA? I mean, I guess it really just depends on where you live and where you grew up. For me, it's not a thing at all because, again, like one of my best friends was black, and I hate to say it like that because you know that's I don't know people just say that stupid shit, but it's facts. He's tattooed on me right here, like he's my dog, my best friend. Uh, was he like a? No, he wasn't a he black wasn't, homie. He, was he like, wasn't a black friend that turned into a Mexican gangster. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just... Regular black dude. A black homie of ours, yeah. you know what I mean? That grew up where we grew up. I mean, he was definitely part of the tagging crew and all that shit. Right. But I mean, he didn't get all the way put on onto the hood and all the extra shit, you right. know what I'm saying? So, um, but I mean, yeah, as far as black and brown relations, it's all love. It should be all love, right? I mean, again, certain people have different outlooks because they've done bigger prison stints or... They've had to go through vicious race wars or whatever, whatever. I haven't had to go through that, so my outlook on that isn't the same as everyone else's. You know what I'm saying? Just is what it is. So I think it's all love as far as I'm concerned. You know yeah. Saying? Yeah, I mean, being a part of hip-hop culture, though, and like... Oh, yeah. we're. I, I don't want to say we're visiting because it was started by blacks and browns in New York. Right. Not Mexicans, but Puerto Ricans, right? right? right. But, um... I mean, I don't find myself as a as a visitor. I find myself as a contributor. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I'm not saying I've shot Drake's latest video, but I've definitely done my fair share of contributions to hip-hop, whether it be through music or videos, and helping all these fine young gentlemen follow their dreams. You know what I'm saying? There are certain areas, though, where there's a lot of tension between blacks Absolutely. and browns. Absolutely. But, I mean... Like like Long Beach, maybe, for instance. Right. That's highly activated. I've right. shot a music video in Long Beach in front of Daz Dillinger's auntie's house with R.I.P. Badass, Frank Nitty, Pilot P, D3 the Rockstar, all popular Long Beach human beings, and we got dumped on severely. Damn. Severely. I've been shot at right there. Damn. Like, you could feel the sonic of it, like the sonic waves of it that close. Like, oh, shit. I've been shot at uh, across the street from a Nipsey store on a Slauson and Crenshaw, right across the street from one of them popular halls or whatever. It's on Hood, uh, is it Hood Stories? It's not Hood Stories. Street Gangs? Mm -hmm. Well, what's his name? Alonzo? Yeah, yeah. Alfonso or Alonzo? Alonzo, I believe. Okay, I don't want to sound racist. I believe it's both Alonzo, Mexican yeah. name, right? Anyways, um, long story short, uh... The story, I'm not going to say his name, but the story that I'm about to say is we basic bottom line, we got sprayed up right there too. I had to take my black client to the hospital. Why the one Mexican, the only Mexican guy there out of all the 30, 40 black dudes that was right there, hopefully from his hood too and wherever the fuck else, why am I the guy that took him to the fucking hospital? So, I mean, I'll be saving black people too, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a stretch, but... You, um... I feel like this is... Gave a lot more insight into your character and your past. There's a lot of stories you've already told. I, w I don't even want to get into the Buster Rhymes thing because you've already low-key told that story before. Like Go to the No Jumper Clips. It's not even on No Jumper Clips. I got robbed of that one. But it's definitely on the news, right? So, I mean, it's on one of the news clips. And like, Do you want to tell that story? I was sent to New York 
as a rapper by the publicist from Brownside. It was in the swing of the Brownside stuff. I was there in the summer. Uh, they flew me out to go do a show with Busta Rhymes and X amount of other people. I think Fat Joe was on it, all kinds of other people. Fat Joe didn't show up, though. So I'm right there in the trailer, whatever. I have my own little trailer. Not that I'm super special, but, I mean, I had a trailer. Cool, good for me. Uh, Buster Rhymes didn't have a trailer. I said, come into my trailer. He came into my trailer. He did his thing. Uh, I needed, the publicist required, not required, but wanted me to get a drop, like anyone would, like any publicist. Like a little video drop. Associate yourself with all the popular people there. You're outgoing. Do your thing. Do what you'd usually do. And I was like, okay. I hit a Buster for the drop. He said no. Uh, He didn't say no. He said in a little while. I asked him again before it was getting later, before I rapped. I rapped. He said, after you come off, whatever. Uh, he saw me clearly rock the fucking shows, the kids, the autographs, the pictures, whatever. You cannot not see that. I'm the only fucking Mexican there as well. Rocking the Mexican flag, you know what I mean? Uh, so before he goes on stage, and it's on camera, <laughs> it looks however it looks. It looks positive. <laughs> uh, so I asked him, like, yo, I'm sorry to ask you this, but uh, could I get that drop before you go on stage? Because I'm going to dip out after. He was like, if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're sorry, you shouldn't have to ask. And I was just like, <laughs> I have a fucking crazy sense of humor. So that was just hilarious that he told me that. And it's hilarious that Buster Rhymes told little fucking ghetto <laughs> yeah. homeless boy me that shit. So I was like, <laughs> I think on camera I even said, <laughs> I held back my laugh. And, I mean, I still got on stage with Busta. We still, I mean, whatever, right? It was a fucking charity event. So, I dipped. But, yeah, I definitely think Busta Rhymes is a fucking mark-ass fool for that. <laughs> Can he beat my ass as a big old guy? Maybe. But, I mean, you're still a buster, Busta. Damn. You're still a legend, though. Cannot take away from the fact of that. I still got on stage with him. I don't really work with a lot of pride, fool. Like- Busta, why you ain't give the homie a drop, man? Hey, but Spliff... Spliff Star, cool. Spliff Star, baby. Buster's, you know, like I've heard. I've heard a lot of horror stories about. I've him. heard mixed. I've heard some people say he's cool, but I've heard a lot of people like. I don't know what maybe he was going through at that moment. I don't really give a fuck. It's long gone. I mean, I got heard, footage of it looking real, real fucking fly with me next to Buster Rhymes. He spit on someone's car. He's beating up random people, That's fans, amazing. all kinds of crazy shit. So. And what's the last chapter of this story for me? Being here. Being over here. What makes you think that you're a dope podcaster? Uh, I think I'm myself. I don't act too cool on the camera. I give my genuine opinion. I'm just genuinely me. I'm highly self-aware of the stupid shit I say, and I don't give a fuck, bitch. Pull up. So, I mean, um, and again, also don't say disrespectful shit. I have an opinion. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Sue me, bitch. What you going to do? But, um, yeah, and just for the record, Lush did not bring me to No Jumper, although he said that recently. <laughs> That's a job. Although, although Lush was pushing hard. Lush did. Lush did. So look. Long Even story did short, this punk-ass interview. Facty facts. So just a long story, just to abbreviate this story of the No Jumper saga for Icon. Long story short, uh, the thing happened, whatever, with the, the American Cholo stuff coming up here. Is that, what, by the way, what you were going to say earlier in the interview? Earlier, something along those lines. Yeah. I don't really remember, but it was something. Because I was talking about my contributions to Chicano, uh, or my, my love for Chicano hip-hop. I was going to say the, some stupid shit. I don't yeah, remember yeah. earlier on the news. But point is, is um, Duno got my wife an interview up here. I came on camera with my wife, because dumb, the executive producer of the show. And she dyed my ugly ass teeth. 
So um, that was before though. That yeah. the T thing was after. That's the new building. Before yeah. I was at the old building. Uh, I was on camera with Duno. Duno did the interview. With my wife. We got off camera. Josh, vice president of No Jumper, decided that me and Duno on camera was really dope, and we should explore that. And so uh, after weeks of me harassing Duno, and moving into the new office, I made it. And I don't know. Twenty news episodes later, and. A million Dunos, T.O., who's do not, who's the fucking transformation of Lush and Duno combined. That's a good one. I've made it here. That's a good one. And, you know, Josh was nice enough to put me on, you know what I'm saying? And now you could catch me every Friday on your music stream. Make your donations if you want your shit played. And the news, right? Whenever they tell me, to, well, Friday's for sure for the news and whatever other days. And whatever else I got going on. I got a lot of cool big interviews coming up with Adam, some with Lush. Yes, sir. For what it's worth. I think that you are a great addition. I like to see it. I'm for, your affirmative action hire since Duno's at Power 106. Shout be, out to the brown guys. Beyond, beyond like, you know, like. Who's the only other Mexican here, in, Riley? Yeah. <laughs> B- besides Philly and me by affiliation. But, right. uh, but, but as far as beyond you filling that very important niche within, you know, a Los Angeles hip hop network. Just you as a personality and just contributor, it, it means Not too a lot. bad? Yeah, yeah. I think you make a lot of sense. How'd you feel about your diss track? Be honest. Now that AD's not here. You did good. <laughs> you did good. My, my people liked it. You feel me? I Everyone it, fucked with it. It was yeah. cool. I thought it you was hard. You did your thing. Yeah. Thank you for allowing that to take place. You know yeah, and like I think people would like to hear some more reps from you. So, you know. Gina, hit me up. Yeah. Be ready for these Mexican bars. Go crazy with it. You feel me? Cantina Although bars. I do feel like I got the W over, you know, everybody. Everybody? But that's I can't be mad at that yeah. confidence. Yeah. That's how we do. Regardless, Icon, any final words before we sky about this bitch? Uh, if you ever want to be a podcaster... Be yourself. Don't fucking be tough. If you ever want to be a rapper, be yourself. Don't be fucking tough. If you're from the hood, bang the hood. But you don't got to make it everything. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of twists and turns that come with a behaving a certain way in front of these cameras. Don't let the cameras and the bitches and the bread, if you even get that far. A lot of people don't even get to the bitches and the bread. But if you are lucky enough to acquire some of those accolades, just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because... Um, you could lose friends and relationships over this rap and this podcasting bullshit. Like, just don't let shit get to your head. You know what I mean? Just honestly be yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm from East Los Angeles, the east side of LA. I rep that shit proud. Um, and that's it. Shout out to motherfucking hip hop. Hip hop uh, saved my life, I guess. That part. I hate to sound corny, but. No, I, I can relate. Here I am being Me a too. responsible adult, fucking doing whatever I gotta do. And it's all based off of hip hop. I don't trap, I don't do nothing on the side. It's all. It's all music money, so shout out to the music gods. From the west side to the east side, locking it down. Come on, you know the vibes.